listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Clay, give me some brew, and I might just chill. Put on the type of lights to light another joint like Cypress Hill. I still doobies, split loogies. When I puff on it, I got some bucks on it, but it ain't enough on it. God, I could see that the IDES. Nevertheless, I'm hella fresh. Rolling joints like cigarettes. Hey, <laughs> welcome to the Black Out Tips podcast. Your host Rod and Karen, and we are in the house on a Sunday morning. Yes, we are early Sunday morning. So all you heathens that didn't go to church, you can hang out with us. <laughs> yes, you can. And the devil. Uh, and speaking of the devil, we actually have <laughs> one of my favorite white devils on the earth <laughs> is a co-host of the Ratchet Hatchet podcast um also um you might know her as um getting sexy with miss jesse on youtube uh brand new uh venture she's going into mm-hmm. um you might know on twitter as the jess wood uh it's our dog jess wood what's up jess hey good morning everyone good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning, good morning. <laughs> like i just like we had some technical difficulties with skype but i feel like if you go to the spree cash you'll enjoy it because uh jesswood has the exact phone that you think jesswood would have in her house that yes is, <laughs> that's exactly uh, shout out shout out to uh baron vaughn a friend of mine baron vaughn friend of the show uh he sent me this and he said it was because of my it's a black man that i know and he mm-hmm. said it was because of my racial love for everyone and that <laughs> i should have a zebra phone <laughs> what this man said to me so he sent it to me <laughs> yeah you know you uh like, Jess, you have that personality where I feel like uh people see stuff and they think of you, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like I yes. like I see stuff and then it's like Jess Wood would love this, you know. Now I don't know if you would love it, but I feel like people think, think that, that right all the time. <laughs> That's kind. That's very kind. Thank you. I think I'm just easy to fucking shop for because I'm like a poor bitch who's like <laughs> simple. <laughs> you know, like you know, I like that joke. I forget who does that fucking joke. So classic, where the girl gets in the car, and like you want the poor girl because she gets in the car, like, ooh, this is a nice car. What kind of car? Is this? <laughs> and the, the bitch girl is like, mm, just open my door and shut up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, how's life been treating you, man? It's been a while since you've been on. Um, yes, it's been a while since we had you on solo, man. I know. I'm, okay, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. First of all, I want to congratulate y'all on all your success. Oh, uh, thank being you. Out there in the big with the big people doing big things. <laughs> you know what though? That just feels like um, the whole time I was reading all that stuff, I was like, "What are they gonna do when they find out I just make jokes for a living?" Because <laughs> I feel so, you know, like they were taking me so serious. Like, right. what should the campaign do? I was like. Um, I don't I like I don't really know what they're gonna have to do, but I do know that when we get back to making jokes about groupies and fucking uh guess the race, like I don't right. know if they wanna have me on the campaign right. to, to do that. I don't know. I mean I have this uh, conversation with Josh a lot. Shout out to Josh Homer, my love, my co host, my my man. He is very adamant about saying that comedians should not uh help the society and i'm the opposite i'm like wait a second comedians are supposed to help that's what we have the platform for that's what we have the stage and the microphone and the light and people paying attention to us for we don't just want to get up there and hear ourselves talk trying to change shit i mean i think that at least all my favorite comics do i guess everyone has a different idea about comedy it's subjective but 
Well, you guys I, are my favorite, part of my favorite group, so <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. I, I, I think for me, just when it comes to comedy, most comedians, most very good and successful comedians, when they tell jokes and things, is normally out of a place of their reality, whatever right. their reality is. And for a lot of black people, especially older black comics, they were like, it's shit happening and y'all white folks is in here y'all gonna hear my jokes today whether you like it or not mm. and so it wasn't so i think that it wasn't like they was purposely trying to take a stance but you know they was like these are the things that affect me and this is shit that's funny in my house you know and they just happen yeah. to be black and to me mm-hmm. i think uh that matters uh to a lot of people and, and it to me i don't think it necessarily means you're taking a stand i like a lot i think a lot of times it means you're taking like a poke at society a fun at society because the things about comedians that they see fucked up shit and, and and make it and present it in a funny manner where you laugh but you go that shit fucked up that's funny though but that shit still exactly. fucked up and, but you know so it's kind of that perspective i'm I guess just in my opinion. i'm just more worried that um one i don't want any responsibility that's number one and then number two um uh if i i got called a comedian a couple times and right. I, I feel uh, like uh mm-hmm. brandy and and uh jl covan would be highly upset yeah they're gonna be pretty upset so uh <laughs> 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 i'm just gonna run no in else is new. all right yeah uh, you know what that is a valid point what do i care they're always I upset mean, I, you know you gotta see what people are doing and Everyone's doing what they think is important to do, and I think that's wonderful. I think as long as people are creating, then it doesn't matter, you know, as long as they're having fun and they're not hurting anybody, and and they are making people laugh. But like Karen said, I think that comedians uh, see things, see society in in a fucked up way, in a crooked kind of way, and then can only, you know vomit out their their reality of yeah. how they see it and and their inju- the injustice that they see. Like, you know how many times I've made white audiences so nervous? And I just laugh and I'm like, okay, guys, <laughs> you can't handle the truth? Is that what's up? Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, I have, I have a joke that I tell in, I don't care what audience it is, but it works better in a black room mm. um, where I say, hey, hey, you guys, who do you think's more scared walking towards each other? A black guy walking towards a white girl or a white girl walking towards a black guy? Mm. And I always say, black people, be quiet. And I'm like, hush, hush now. And then, and then the white people get really nervous. Right. And I say, it's the white, uh, it's, excuse me, it's the black guy who's the most nervous because the white girl could say anything. anything anything yeah and people the white rooms do not laugh right the black rooms i get an applause break right yeah. <laughs> so i'm gonna keep doing i'm gonna keep doing that joke yeah that's yeah I, I made that joke about um well it wasn't really a joke it was, it was the truth when i went to the uh whenever i went to the optometrist you know like the uh the eye doctor they always have the exam and they and and i don't know why but it's like pretty much everywhere i've ever gotten an eye exam they always have like a young white woman come do the like most of the work mm-hmm. and then the, I, then the doctor guy always comes in at the very end and he's like just like last 10 minutes yeah he's like oh your eyes work all right cool well give me the money you know <laughs> well um 
i always hate when they like come in and close the door and it's just me and this little white girl because i'm always like right. yo any if she walked out of here and just made up anything people are just gonna be like i believe her like I, like I always hate that that moment you know yeah that's why I, yeah. uh, depending on where you go especially a lot of doctors now they have at least two people in there like at all times yeah. like some of them almost made that a rule just, I just want so like shit a, don't happen i just need like a camera in there or something like just right. some, just to make me feel comfortable you know so that if anything happens yes. i can be like hey don't believe her i didn't do shit Re- go to the tape go to the tape exactly it's like uh it's like the other night I got I got a stupid ticket for smoking a cigarette on the fucking platform outside outside at midnight <laughs> in the middle of down a uh, middle of deep Brooklyn I'm by, I'm like there's two dudes on the platform how do I know they're fucking undercover cops uh. and I get three undercover cops surrounding me at midnight in deep in Brooklyn I'm alone right. I'm like uh oh anything could happen right. anything could happen yeah. I mean you know it's uh yeah it's scary right now it's scary right now now also we just heard you on keith and the girl yes we did first off thank you for the shout out yes we, we love you of too course. sweetie and um you are you single now you uh out here on these streets what's going on i, I am I'm <laughs> yes. I, a lashes, of hair. I did put on a little mascara for the chat room <laughs> 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 yes yes and um, I gotta say, I uh, it, it, it's a sad, it's a sad thing. Breakups are a sad thing. There's nothing light about a breakup. Yeah. But uh, I will say that what's worse is living with someone with depression. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. And shout out to a couple of my um, my listeners and and our listeners, I'll say, who supported me uh, a lot through it and who understood you know, the dealings of uh, having a, a partner who suffers from depression and doesn't do anything about it. Oh, and man, yeah. for the last couple of years, I kind of, you know, um, what's fucked up, you guys, is especially when Josh and I were doing the ratchet hatchet at my house when we st- when we had to stop doing it with Elon and we had mm-hmm. to go to my, excuse me, my house and do it. Mm-hmm. I, my boyfriend would fight with me every single Wednesday night after we would record and then I got to the bottom of it and it was like oh he's upset. he's jealous that I'm doing this creative business you know yeah and I'm I mean shit I'm sorry I'm writing a book I'm uh I'm doing a web series I got a lot of podcast stuff going on I have people in the community that like me and you know but I work I work hard for this and I put myself out there and I tell my my stories and my jokes and I try to get people interested in and and thinking and then I have this man who I'm supposed to share my life with and who's supposed to love me and who's kind of tearing it down yeah so I couldn't yeah i can uh, imagine because um a lot of people do that um mm-hmm. in relationships anyway where uh and it's kind of sad because i feel like sometimes we're kind of taught that like right. you know to be like you're having fun without me how fucking dare you like you know yes. <laughs> look at you in there being all free and shit like i, I can't wait <laughs> exactly. till i can you come back that, like i can hear you 
you laughing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> you in here being happy and shit? What? No, with with without me and yeah. and also I think it the I think the saddest part is that society has almost truthfully brainwashed women mm-hmm. to just be no fun. Like, like, right. like, that's why yeah. Jess and other female comedians have a hard time breaking in because society is almost built. Women are not supposed to be funny. You're not supposed to laugh. You're not supposed to have a sense of humor. You, if you ain't taking care of the kids and, 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 and shit like that, you know, what is your purpose as a woman? Right. And mm-hmm. that's not fair. And it's almost when it's reverse, it's never spoke about. You know, when the yeah. men do it to the women, it's not spoke about because the men, the woman is supposed to put everything into his dreams and his aspirations and his goals and what he wants to do fuck everything that she has in her life mm-hmm. you know so when it does when it's the other way it's almost like that's the way it's supposed to be but that's not fair to her either well a lot of men be lying too like there's a lot of men that like if you ask a man like what are they like in women almost to a man you'll get oh you know i like funny women but they're so you know so cool to have somebody to jump with. right there's funny to a, to, a, to a certain level like don't be up here rivaling me i can never be the butt of a joke you can't be out here having fun without me i don't want to you know we go out in public and i see you laughing with somebody else it's like you fucking that nigga you know like it's 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 so like the ego is so strong even though because you know a funny a funny funny requires a lot of stuff like typically like perspective uh like a sense of like kind of justice like a sense of um you know um like outspokenness like these are things that right. that being funny really requires a lot of men don't like that shit in women so yep. <laughs> no i know i mean i say i've said it before and i'll say it again it's so frustrating to do a show kill it on stage then afterwards you go outside and there's a line of women waiting to talk to the dude who was all right right that was on the show with you right and there's not one dude that's out there like hey girl you are funny you know like yeah. i like that shit you said about how you like your vagina licks you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> yeah i had one guy let me tell you guys the truth though i had one guy and i'm still i still carry a fucking torch for this asshole because of this all right because of this he says to me I met him doing comedy. He's another comedian. He's mm-hmm. from Brooklyn. And he said to me, first time he saw me perform, he says to me, because I have a, a joke about um, how I call my clip the dolphin because it just makes sense, you know, because I'm like always touching it like. <laughs> 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 and so afterwards, after the, uh, the set, after the show, he comes up to me and he goes, uh, Jess. I would really like to lick your dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Saga, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking A. That's what's up. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, because to me, those are the things that matter because the thing about it is that one thing about me and Roger, me and Roger are both funny, but we're funny on different levels. And uh-huh. and it's just one of those things where I allow him to be creative and he allows me to be creative. Yeah. And it's just one of those right. th- one of those things where sometimes, like you say, when you're funny, sometimes the other person's the butt of the joke. Sometimes you're the butt of the joke. You know, and, and uh-huh. so the joke just varies depending on what's happening and what's, you know, going on. And comedians have a lot of critical thinking skills, which people have a tendency to underestimate that. But in order to come up with the joke and to construct it, and it's not like a slapstick, simple joke, it it, it, it requires thinking. Yeah. And yeah. It, it like, and yeah. I, I know, like, in, in the context of relationships, it's just, uh, 
you know a lot of people just want to stifle women from being funny because it's just like um like i said a lot of times funniness is how the truth comes out so you know it's like i don't want to i don't know if i want to hear about myself and be forced to laugh at it you know what i mean so it's like i'm just you know i want me a quiet docile woman that just does what i tell her to do right and then then she's boring as fuck and then then, then she's boring and you're out there cheating on her and shit you know ashley madison um yeah yeah i did date a guy once uh who was an elevator mechanic from brooklyn also i do like the blue collar i do like the blue collar um and he and he said to me when he knew i was doing stand-up he goes wait 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 what do you mean you gonna go out and stand on stage in front of a fucking bunch of people? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's the job." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh. and, uh, I just thought, "Cool, Craig. Hi, Cool, Craig. I love Cool, Craig. That's our in-house reviewer, and he's a delight." Um, Craig, thank you, baby. I I'm uh funny, but I don't do funny in the back. Like he was like, "Not during sexy time. Don't be funny during sexy time." Right. But you know what? There's nothing like having a good laugh. Like, what if I fart by accident? We're mm-hmm. going to have to laugh. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're right. going to have to be loose enough to right. be okay with me being a real person. Right, and it makes and sex awkward. Be, like, funny out there well sex is already kind of awkward anyway so you might as well laugh about it (laughs) right and you make it even more think about what you're doing like jamming your penis into another part of another person like (laughs) it's not it's not really i know we're getting inserted into we are like a file right Right. (laughs) (laughs) i'm about to download you girl Um, there's your usb port yeah. Um, so, so I think it's not file. Yeah. <laughs> so can you tell uh tell everybody like what exactly they should be expecting uh from getting sexy with Miss Jexy on uh YouTube? I would love to. I would love to thanks, Rod. Um Getting Sexy with Miss Jesse is a web series and each episode is about four, four and a half minutes long. And a woman named Lauren Mall this white girl that approached me in a very funny uh, environment. It was like a gay bar where she made puppets and played piano and shit. Like, this chick is wild, right? Mm -hmm. She's, like, wild. So she came up to me after seeing me perform for about a year, I'd say. And she said, hey, you're a sex lady comic. You're, like, a vagina comic. And I said, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, you're so sex positive, and you always love to talk about how we shouldn't have shame. I think I would love to develop a show that would be you as the host, and it would revolve around, like, your bits, but we would make them into sketches that would be little web series pieces that would be um, a show about sex ed, that would be in the guise of jokes, you mm-hmm. know, and silliness. So I said, you mean like a Wee Playhouse? And she said, yeah, because there'll be puppets and there'll be different characters that come and visit you. And so we started doing it. And the first episode is called Masturbation Station. And <laughs> it is a delight. We talk about Aww. Judy Bloom. Y'all remember Judy Bloom? Yeah. Uh, we talk about, um, you know, the no shame in the game of playing with yourself and really a good time. And it's edited really quickly. And it's silly. It has a lot of, like, sound effects and funny little, like, effects on me. And, you know, it's it's really silly that I can watch myself do this 
and be like, oh, look at her. She looks so nice and, and silly. And everybody's like, uh, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So it's really fun. And the second episode is called Condom Cove. And we talk about, I have a neighbor lady that comes over who's fucking the guy next door. Mm-hmm. And she helps me put a condom on a banana. We talk about condoms, how easy it is. What kind of, you would like different sizes. Maybe keep them in your drawer and don't worry. And you can use condoms as balloons. But don't ever use balloons as condoms. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It sounds right up your alley. for the kids. Good messages for the kids. It sounds right up your alley, man. It sounds like something you were born to do. It's really fun. And I gotta say, I gotta brag on uh, what's happened already with it. It, just, it. it doesn't have that many views, maybe 400 or 500 views. Mm-hmm. But we had a teacher friend of ours look at it, and she showed it to another teacher friend of hers, who then showed it to her health sex ed class of I think ninth graders. Wow. So, yes. And they were quiet for the first time all semester. <laughs> <laughs> that is a miracle. Right. You're so a miracle. She said, worker. You have something here, Miss Jesse. You have something here. And my my creator, Miss Lauren, mm-hmm. said to me, Okay, we're making this for the high schools. We're gonna make this interactive for high schools. We're putting together a package. Yeah. Where I'm gonna go in as like the speaker but what we'll do beforehand is we'll send some questions to the kids. Because, look, the kids don't want to fucking talk to me about, like, oh, Miss Jesse, well, how come my dick feels weird? You right. know what I mean? Like, no, but to write it on an anonymous paper and then send it up where I could do the answering of the questions in front of the kids at, like, an auditorium, whatever. Right. Then we're going to send some sketches so that the kids could do, um, what's it called, in the drama class? Mm-hmm. And they could perform it. So oh. we can have a couple sketches that we have written that they could perform that's cool, man. That sounds like it has yes. a lot of potential, man. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Wow. So that's really fun. And, you know, I mean, I love, like I said before, I love doing comedy to change people's minds. Mm-hmm. So, And I love kids. I love talking to kids. I talked to a group of black teenagers on the subway yesterday on my way to take mushrooms um, and trip. I tripped the other day on Friday. That wasn't yesterday. I'm still so fucked up, you guys. I gotta admit, I am. Oh, fuck up, you know. uh, I mean, I'm happy. You know, I worked yesterday. I got to work again today, but I'm happy. I was, I was just in mushrooms. But I told these kids, I said, I care about y'all, and I want y'all to be safe out there, and I want you to be safe. You know, don't talk to anybody, you know, police-wise, and don't not use a condom. Please use condoms. You know, I'm talking to strangers yeah. on the train. <laughs> I'm so moved. I'm moved. And I said to them, I know you're looking at this purple hair white lady like, who the fuck is this lady? And the girls are like, no, we like you. The girls stick up for me. I said, thank you, ladies. <laughs> um, so now, those are my adventures that I've been having a little bit. Now, also speaking to kids, man, how is it uh, doing the podcast with Josh now that he's uh, got a, another little one in, in the house? Oh, Lord. Well, if anybody heard the episode where we had to fucking tape at his house and the baby was sick and the baby got up and Mama wasn't there, so the baby was there and then the baby's fucking on the podcast, I'm like, oh, Lord, it's a live condom commercial. Live commercial. <laughs> oh, the baby was everything. Yeah, I, that baby sounds so fucking adorable. Right. Like, it really. Oh, he's cute. Yeah, it, that's really the problem with babies. It's not the the bad ones like when they walk around like a restaurant or something you're just like oh thank god i don't have any fucking kids but it's it's the other ones where like they're being adorable even when they're kind of being you know like in the way 
and that's the ones that break you down where you're like maybe i could have some kids you know this this kid's not too bad sounds adorable and then just like nope i'm good Mm-mm. but yeah uh, that, that never passed through my mind right <laughs> yeah yeah well it doesn't you know in all fairness in all fairness it doesn't come out of me so you know it's totally different for in my mind i'm just like it'll be here one day but um but yeah it was um but it was pretty cool to hear that episode though because that baby did sound adorable man yes i was, I was like he is and josh is so damn cute josh, because josh talks to his kids like he talks to me on the podcast he's like all right all right yeah. You got a little crying? A little crying? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying, but nothing's gonna change. Nothing's yeah. crying. Like, I'm like, why are you? I'm like, oh, hey, baby, baby, boy. And he's like, all right, let's not baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that is true, man. Ah, so cute. His oldest, his oldest is adorable, too, Bilal. He's, he's just adorable. <laughs> and he calls me Miss Jesse. Hi, Miss Jesse. I'm like, do you know about condoms? Like, they're like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Be safe out there, kid. Um, <laughs> it's never too early. These yeah. motherfuckers are saying it. These poor babies are saying it so early. These poor babies. Yeah, it's, and you're going to see that your niece is listening to your show? Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> no. I, and it's funny, though. I'm not sure because, you know, uh, we had went to, um, well, Roger's mama went to go do my hair. I mean, Roger's mama was doing my hair Friday, so me and Roger went up there and uh, me and Layla was back in the back, uh, um, in the her, like, um, salon area. And Layla was talking to me. She said, and out of the blue, she says, Congratulations on your 1000 show. And I looked at her and I said, Thank you. Mm. Um, and I was very confused. And I thought to myself, I was like, well, I know, I was like, she don't listen to the show. I was like, I guarantee you, she probably just heard us just talking about it. Mm. And she knew uh-huh. one thousand was a lot, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, whatever a thousand is, it's a big ass number. So whatever it is, you made it to a thousand. So congratulations. Well, she is very like very intuitive and shit. She probably just picked it up through the conversation, right? Because it confused me. I was like, am I gonna have to run your pockets to be sure you you don't have no like podcatcher in your pocket listening to us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um. But you know, it, it, it's, it's still, uh, it, it is a big milestone and stuff, and it is cool mm-hmm. that, uh, everybody was celebrating it. Like, and it was, was sweet. I was, was, I was just surprised to hear from her. I was like, oh, thank you. And then I thought about it. Hey, you nine. Right. Um, <laughs> that was kind of after I yeah. said thank you. It did dawn on me at first. And we were, we were hanging out with my parents Friday, and like, uh, well, Karen had to get her hair done. So we were just, uh, kicking in. Everybody was just kind of talking about the, uh seeing me and on the in, on the internet news yeah, articles and stuff it's it interesting when you talk yeah. to family about it yeah it's kind of crazy because you know that's pretty big uh for for us so you know uh shout out to, uh, to the whole family on that one um and yeah the whole time i'm just like you know playing with layla and and like messing around on my tablet uh playing uh showing her comic books and stuff and then uh she probably picked up some of that from from that conversation okay um all right man let's get let's let's go ahead and get this bad boy started okay uh the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and this podcast is double sponsored is sponsored by shadow dog productions makers of fine handcrafted audio plays they have a new one starring me and karen called passengers 
it's just 99 cents on itunes and you can enjoy this new study on the joys and exhilaration of air travel go to itunes and check it out uh passengers uh starring uh me and karen um and uh you know i'm sure jess you you probably enjoy yourself some uh air travel from time to time uh as a comedian uh, yes i go back and forth to the coast you know that's how i do it well this is about how how awesome those experiences always are and i think people will enjoy that audio play we also have another sponsor a little bit sexier let me see if i find some sexy music so i'm talking about new just got out y'all y'all go check it out uh come on she she apologized for bill cosby guys you can go listen to her album now uh let me ask you a question are you getting enough of course not i bet you love to get more everybody loves more well go to adamandeve.com they will give you more with 10 free gifts first they give you a sexy little surprise for her for her dolphin secondly you get a specially selected toy for him third you get a little something you both can enjoy plus six free full-length adult movies on dvd number 10 you get free shipping on your entire order so all you have to do to get your 10 free gifts very simple go to adamandeve.com select any one item it could be adventurous new toy sexy piece of lingerie or anything you desire just in the offer code tbgwt at checkout and you'll get 10 free gifts adamandeve.com select one item get 10 free gifts including free shipping will you enter offer code tbgwt at adamandeve.com play me out jill the album's not bad by the way guys but um all right let's talk about the news okay much stuff is going on in the news and uh we can finally get back to talking about it no more 50 minutes of talking about bernie sanders fans (laughs) i know right um well a lot of stuff has been happening um i guess the number one thing people have been talking about um apparently uh drake and meek mill got into a beef over twitter um oh, don't you just love social media you know i kind of do i kind of do because mm-hmm. it's weird because uh i remember when we were coming up we didn't have all this access to all our favorite artists and rappers and Mm-mm-mm. shit you always hear so it's like we didn't get to know how petty they could be right um <laughs> but now we do because we can follow them on twitter and we can hear kind of like their every thought all the time and so now it's it's hella different because um you know like could you imagine if twitter was around when like Pac and biggie were beefing oh man it would have been totally different you know completely different tupac would have been taking pictures with faith and shit (laughs) right (laughs) posting it on instagram yeah pop like you know what yeah you had to wait till a song came out to know that someone had beef (laughs) right you like you like you had to get 16 bars together yeah you could officially be late on the fact that somebody was beefing because you were just like wait what happened it's like oh you didn't hear that song you're like no what song (laughs) yeah i didn't know that that happened you know but now it's like (laughs) they people just start tweeting about each other and there's already like 17 articles on it 
then they might not even come out with a song anymore like right I think last time <laughs> last time this happened tours, go, tours end you're like what i was gonna do that yeah <laughs> so i can start to find out about the beef yeah I heard, they were beefing when was this oh it was 96 96 um but like um uh, with this with this beef like um meek mill uh who uh made um who uh who 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 was upset because last album he did he was upset with wale because wale didn't tweet a link to his album that's that's so 2015 um right like like a tweet is going to cause people to purchase then he got mad at drake because drake didn't uh tweet a link to meek mill's album this time his newest album and he basically said oh i'm only doing this because i was um upset that he didn't tweak tweet my link but i think he has a ghostwriter okay now for people not to know a ghostwriter is basically someone who writes your lyrics for you um it's a paid position like people get paid to do this make a living off of it um you write the rap kind of like uh, how comedians have writers sometimes right um, and book, I mean, books, it happens with books all the time. Yeah, like, books. Celebrities especially. Like, you think Jenna Jameson wrote her fucking Really? You think she wrote that her memoir? Right, of course not. <laughs> like, some people got books that can't read. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Fantasia. Right, yeah. Right, Snooky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no way Snooky sat, sat down and typed that. Come on now. So. <laughs> so but but it but in rap it is definitely like a a pretty big accusation to make for somebody um especially if they're like you know really popular so another genre is okay yeah i think so i mean yes, it's kind of like yes. in rock and roll like you can fucking cover another person's entire song and that's like okay you know what i mean like hey i sang i know aerosmith saying this first but we're gonna do it our way and that's okay in rap if you if someone just came out and did word for word like tupac's hit him up oh, everybody would be like what the fuck are you doing man the internet would explode yeah come up with your own song what are you doing why are so, you <laughs> i'm sorry to interrupt but what comes to mind is lottie dottie yeah yeah snoop dog yeah, like got one yeah that was lazy that was a lazy one yeah, and the um, and the thing is like no one really said anything because he changed like a couple lyrics to right. make it updated. But like his ah, oh, this is my uh, I will wear a tango. I will wear something different. You know, like okay, yeah. calm down, ah! it's the same fucking song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're right though. It's like it's very uh, rare that you're able to accomplish that and have you know another uh, artist cover the same rap song or whatever and still get respected yeah but it happens all the time in uh yeah. other genres and stuff and not just not just rock and roll i mean shit r&b shit mm-hmm. Lu- luther vandross covered a whole bunch of people's songs like how about reggae reggae There's yeah no one song in reggae <laughs> yeah that's true all the notes in reggae you're like what is this <laughs> <laughs> what's happening here <laughs> the fucking i mean could you imagine a fucking comic doing another comics joke like that's why on our show we always say like hey do that dave Chappelle bit what's that 
Right. Um, Richard Pryor bit. Didn't right. Carlin say, we always will give credit. Um, yeah. Bill Burr has a such and such. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, yeah, you, God forbid, you go up. I mean, I'll accuse Amy Schumer right now. I'll accuse that bitch of fucking coming in and sliding all my sex shit and making, trying to make it hers. But because she's not like me, it comes off all and, <laughs> and like a fucking bad orgasm. I'm like, oh, I, uh, like you wake up with somebody. No. And then, you know. I mean, I'll talk shit because she, you know, what, you're not going to hire me? So, you know. So, um, <laughs> I mean, but really, but she's manufactured, you know, she's manufactured, which I understand. A lot of people are manufactured, you know, right. as well. Right. So, but can you imagine people just getting up and you're like, oh my God, that's the fucking Richard Pryor bit. Like, I see that happen a lot with Eddie Murphy bit. Yeah. You know, a lot with people you go, that's word for word. Yeah, the uh, Mencia and uh, Cosby bit. Like, that, I remember. Yeah. We did the whole (laughs) thing about. (laughs) Yes, and it was like, it was so long because, you know, Cosby's jokes are all long. Um, uh-huh. so it's like a 10 minute joke. And then I just, I remember watching a YouTube video where someone had like cut them, you know, how they cut them. Yes. Like, like, look at this minute. All right. Now look at this minute of Cosby's joke. Now look at this minute of his joke. And for like 20 minutes, I'm just sitting up there like, Oh my God, this guy, how can he not know? <laughs> like at some point you're just like, you knew and you just didn't care because right. it's, a, it's such a popular joke. And by the time you're doing it on like a special, so many people have seen it someone had to tell you like dude that that's just like Ozzy's joke so you must just not care at some point you know i guess i guess people just don't i mean i can't imagine i just can't i don't even like to do something that's close to somebody else's that's why i had to stop like when i started doing comedy i did all race material and i wasn't allowed to come to clubs people were like what the fuck get out of here (laughs) when I came back and I started to do it again because I got my heart broken by Death Comedy Jam but mm. I quit comedy. Then I came back and I started doing it again and just sex stuff that I knew about like my sex uh, life. And people were like, get out of here you dirty girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, now and what now, was uh, how... all that shit is mainstream. All that, like it's like hacky. I mean if I told you what I did on Death Jam why I came out and I was like, white girls fight like this. Black girls fight like that. I mean oh my god, that's some hacky shit. Right. But not in the 90s. Yeah, no, nah, that was big I in the nineties. Breaking some fucking ah, who's this white lady? Why? Yeah, that was, that was big in the nineties, and that was like uh, my favorite type of comedy in the nineties. Was just <laughs> white people do this, black people do that. Let's do it. Come on, right. come, who got that some new shit? Comedy. That was black comedy. Yeah, black comedy in the nineties was like I'm Seinfeld, and now what's that mean? <laughs> 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 yeah, you you said that uh, deaf comedy broke your heart. What happened? Oh, well, you know what? Uh, let's talk about authenticity for a moment, shall we, folks? Because mm-hmm. y'all are a couple of the most authentic and delightful fucking people that I know. So, in saying this, uh, Def Jam wanted me to get my hair braided, get, like, cross-colors outfits on. Wow. Have you ever seen? I've thrown up a throwback Thursday on my Facebook of me in the outfit that I wear. I'm from a Death Jam on stage. There's a still picture for me. And I'm wearing a full uh, pleather thing. One piece. Don't suit. Because I love Eddie Murphy. And I wanted to be like, you know, I couldn't afford leather. Right. And I I went for the pleather. <laughs> and, hey, you gotta fake it till so, you make it. Yeah, so already I was, 
being silly like how I was representing who I was. I wasn't trying to be something that I wasn't, even right. though, I'll tell you what, a bunch of years earlier, before I started doing comedy, when I lived in Los Angeles and I hung out, mm-hmm. I used to get my hair braided. Right. But okay. I wasn't going to go to Def Jam and for them to be, like, styling me. Right. Like, the white girl with the black... Ah, no! Yeah. Like, that was my worst fucking nightmare. So I was like, no, I'm already, like, quirky. And right. that's why the crowd likes me, because I'm quirky and I'm I'm myself. Mm. I'm not trying to be something. So, so they were like, oh, well, you're very brave. Thanks for coming. Oh. Def Jam was like, you know, they were, they were politely like, well, if you don't want to play the game, right. then sorry, we can't have you. Oh, that and sucks. It broke my heart. You know, it broke yeah. my heart. And, well, you know what's crazy about that is you really dodged a bullet because now everything lasts forever on the internet. Right. And if they had you and cornrows with fucking like cross colors oh, on. That'd have been playing everywhere. Oh, uh, anytime someone was mad at you or something, they'd be like, oh, look what this bitch did back in 2003. So you, you remember yourself on stage with yeah. all that pleather woman? She's, is she so cool? Why was she oh, co-opting right? our hair? Like right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, you dodged a bullet, man. You're lucky. I mean, I, how many people? Like, I wonder how many people like got talked into some shit like that, and then just kind of were thinking like, because you know, back then the internet wasn't that big, man. And right? I, like, just. Like no. you, like you're just like oh well this will be for this photo shoot or some shit, and now it's like 2015 and like every you know like every two months someone brings it up to you like oh man so what was this thing you did huh you you trying to right. co- you trying to take my culture and shit right. you just like look right it was 1998 <laughs> it was a different fucking time right that's what everybody was doing and yeah and, and one thing I can say about that decision just a lot of that uh decision was out of just respect you was like I I, I want to respect the culture and just come in and just be myself like I'm not trying sure. to come in and adopt and change and that's the thing that people claim they want yeah but yet when you went there they was like no 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 we're going to try to make you the stereotypical and you're like no 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 that that well that's also real. it's respect for her own act too right like, you know like you've been crafting Perfect. something you know it works right. and then it's like okay let me at least take my shot the way i want to take it so even if i go up here and fucking bomb i can at least walk out with my head high like you know what i fucking thought that my shit was gonna work and i came up with all that shit and maybe it didn't work as opposed to being like let me go out here the way you want me to and cross colors and fucking braids and then if i do bomb i'm gonna feel like even worse shit because i'm like wow that's not me at all and if i do well i still can't really take credit for it because it's like that's still not me that they're laughing at they're laughing at this fake ass version of me that's exactly right that's exactly right. Well, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. I I'm, I'm glad you didn't, man. And, you know, Me too. I mean, I'm happy I didn't too because I was a baby. And I think what happens to you when you're a kid and you get success and it comes at you in that kind of way where you have to kind of not be uh, true to yourself that I could have, you know, I already had a problem with heroin. I don't want another one. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> so and so like for comedy like i said like having a ghost like there are people who ghostwrite and stuff that you know whether it's for shows or other comedians like mm-hmm. ro- roast at roast a lot of this is um okay. written by people and then uh, the celebrities go up there and they're just reading they're really just reading and delivering the joke that a comedian wrote for them right mm-hmm. well yeah. in rap 
it's like just like it would be if if you found out a comedian had ghostwriters okay it's kind of like people take down the natural respect so meek mill saying drake has ghostwriters had a lot of people being like uh that's not cool you know and some people feel like it's not a big deal but it is definitely a big fucking deal like it's it's a it's always been a big deal in rap that you know the best people come up with their own shit and if you don't it's not necessarily that people disrespect you but it's more like they put you in a different place like puff daddy doesn't write his own rhymes right of course he even has he said so in a rap one time he said don't worry if i write rhymes i write checks and (laughs) which is an awesome line that somebody wrote for him which is perfect (laughs) 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 but 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 i'm okay with that Uh, me too and so is everybody else dr dre doesn't write his own rhymes everybody's okay with that but if you find out a guy like drake like we're probably halfway through his career now you find out he doesn't write his own rhymes uh it definitely does matter um it's just kind of petty i mean which i i support it's kind of petty because <laughs> meek, meek meek mill only brought this up because he didn't get a retweet right yeah you know yeah. you know and it's one of the things but when it come to drake i was like i i just assume and i just assume it's like I assume that his influences was from like really, really soft and fluffy mm-hmm. things, you know. So I was like, well, you're not really a hard rapper, so yeah, but it doesn't matter. You people, you gotta write your own shit, or else people are gonna disrespect you. Okay, um, that's just that's just how it is. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter what the fuck you're rapping about. You can't be taking credit for somebody else's work in hip hop anyway. True. Uh, without somebody, you know, eventually saying something. So, uh anyway so rick ross took time out of his busy schedule to uh out of jail to side with drizzy no rick, is rick ross still in jail i, I feel like know. he's out he went back and forth the, so real, rick ross? the real rick ross no 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 fake rick ross no not not the real rick ross he, he signed with he, he sided with uh drake and i believe meek mill is signed to rick ross's label so that matters uh chris brown clowned uh um drake and then deleted his meme from instagram rick ross supported drake deleted his tweet uh so this is all 2015 shit right like can't, mm-hmm. I, this is the kind of thing where i just feel like couldn't have happened in 1996 but Mm-mm. in 2015 apparently you talk shit and delete the tweet uh yep, and that, like shit never happened yeah it's just a tweet but okay i guess um so um you apparently in the twitter streets so what i say get real on the on the social media twitter streets apparently so meek mill did apologize meek, meek mill meek mill eventually did apologize but he apologized to Nicki minaj because uh oh. Nicki minaj is i believe drake's label mate or something like that mm-hmm. so and meek mill is dating Nicki minaj so it put like a wedge between Nicki and drake and you know drake and Nicki are friends uh because drake's in the friend zone with Nicki minaj and uh this will be just another example of a man coming in between a friendship and make making a bunch of drama between two friends man and and my thing is that that's so disrespectful because you were man enough to call him out but you were not man enough to go to him and do an apology yeah well it's pretty much like continuing to me uh as a person who speaks fluent passive aggressive um he's clearly continuing that's part of the diss is i apologize to my woman before i apologize to you right okay that now drake did do something that he's never really done before okay what's that 
uh and on so far gone the mixtape the first time i heard of him he said uh, on this one rap this me you'll never hear a reply to it which i've always believed was him saying if you do talk shit about me i'm just gonna ignore you so don't even worry about it um and then uh eventually he did have a diss like a little bit of a diss song towards common sense or common as he's known now uh and now for the first time ever he actually wrote a diss track to meek mill uh you know and just released it on the internet would you guys like to hear the diss track (laughs) yes okay all right i just want to just remind you this is a diss track okay he is i don't know how to respond he's definitely talking shit about um meek mill on this song it's called uh charged up is is the name of it um all right Mark oh that's why we got an owl on there talking about charged up on the little cover yeah drake has his <laughs> thing he has his thing about owls or something that he's into that um for some reason i don't i don't really understand oh he has an owl tattoo um what is he a fucking teenage girl <laughs> all right uh, hey man it's 2015 i kind of feel like we're like this is the choice between this and like um fucking um back when we were coming up and it was like rappers were killing each other so yeah I you know what i mean <laughs> it's like it's like mine too man but it doesn't kind of feel like we either got we got to have this or motherfuckers gonna get back to killing so all right let me see if i can play this shit Aww. um oh, wait why did it stop hold on let me go back it was playing i accidentally had it on mute um is it even in a okay there you yeah, go yeah there we go all right <laughs> today for the kids but i'm used to it because all y'all charity cases all y'all stare in my face i hope you could be the replacement is it snitching on us without no interrogation i stay silent because we at war and i'm very patient six god is watching i just hope you're prepared to face him i'm charged up i'm charged up wow i'm honored that you think this is staged i'm flattered man in fact i'm amazed the perfect start to the summer, man, it is a doozy. The shit is twisting the movie, but don't jump to conclusions. You boys are getting into your feelings on me. You should embrace it. This could be one of our realest moments. Okay, the flow start to feel familiar, don't it? Must I remind you that Jimmy got 20 million on it? Need DJ Clue to drop a bomb on it. None of them wanted more than I wanted. I seen it all coming, knew they would push a button. East egg hunting, they gotta look for something done doing favors for people because it ain't like i need the money i make off a feature i see you having trouble going gold all right that's all i can take oh my goodness um maybe it's just me and i understand that um um i don't know i was just expecting like a heartbeat i was you know you know maybe my stand is too high you know i was just expecting you know that boom 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 just anger yeah, it's 2015, man. Yeah, this sound like uh, he gonna make him an apple pie or some shit. You're <laughs> like, is this a beef? What's happening here? Yeah, it felt like, um, 
the beat was something you would hear like when you're getting a massage or like if you visit a spa or you know if you're on an elevator or something background music yeah like the there's never any drums yeah there's no bass yes it it, it, It it, felt like uh to me it felt like you know the ride at disney world the haunted house Mm mm-hmm yeah. Like the background music for that. Like when you get in the car and they're like, here we are. And the whole <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. I was confused. Like I was expecting something. Well, not similar, but you remember when Big Crit wrote that song? It was, it was so heavy and so hard and you could feel the anger, but I just get, I'm sad now. Yeah. It's, it's really for a beef song. I'm sad yeah like that's and that's kind of drake's whole personality you know Apparently so uh so soft like i yeah, like mm-mm. i like i wouldn't even feel offended if that song was about me right like <laughs> I, I feel like a, a good diss song makes you feel bad for the person being dissed or you're like right oh man you know it's like a good joke at someone's expense where you're like oh man it's funny but so glad i'm not that guy right well not right. yeah not yeah not this you playing in the background that's my jam you know that song about you oh it is yeah <laughs> like you partying to it don't even realize that you're being insulted I, I, I don't think anybody would say that's my jam <laughs> when it comes to this thing. i'm about to run a bath yeah, yeah. <laughs> with my candles i'm charged up <laughs> i'm about to light a candle <laughs> yeah is he charged even up. Yeah, oh my God. yeah I'm try I'm charged up like this dildo. What's happening here? <laughs> not not even even a dildo is harder than that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's really bad, man. That like I like I said I, that's so 2015 because I just couldn't imagine any diss song sounding like that. Me either. And people being okay with well, it. Well, I have a question. What are other what are, what are what are other diss songs that you've heard when you heard it? You was like, oh shit. I mean, for me personally, um, Takeover was, was, was it for me because. Takeover by who? Jay Z. Okay. The take, uh, hold on. Now we gotta do a musical exploration. Hold on. I'm sorry. Um, but Takeover, the one where, um, I didn't even know he had a problem with Nas. And I think that was. (laughs) i think that was that was that was he wasn't on social media you mean that's great yeah yeah yeah. so it was like i just heard it on the radio one day and i was just like is this motherfucker talking about Nas? like uh let me see if i can play it oh and that was the other thing at the time i had never heard the soul simple shit like this before too so that was also it sounded new you know what i mean so that mattered we run this rap shit oh we fuck we running this rap shit chris and me we running this rap shit so all right i'm pausing here the first verse 
sounds so generic right yes that's the reason i didn't know it was about nah it's like the first verse i thought i was just jamming to a new song right <laughs> your favorite jam <laughs> right so then um he starts the second verse and i'm like hold up i think he's talking shit about mob deep hold on let me see if i can get the second verse to play right oh wait where what would be like right around here man. first week you guys oh, got the classes nobody can read you you little fuck i got money stacked wait we running this rap shit oh it's false we running this rap shit chris and nick we running this rap shit and i remember in real life stopping the song being like did he just say mob deep mm-hmm. and that that to me is a good diss because i'm already like hold on he's been talking about somebody the whole fucking time and i'm just not realizing it right so all right he keeps going stacks bigger than you when i was pushing weight back in 88 you was a ballerina i got the pictures i seen you now that mattered because at summer jam he had put a picture on the billboard of one of the dudes from mob deep as a kid when he was uh while he was practicing like for some dance class or something Mm -hmm. and mob mob deep is like a really hardcore like we'll kill you motherfucker type group so this picture of them as a little kid in a fucking like dance uniform like it, it was like oh it was like the talking or something like oh my god jay-z found the picture of this dumb fucker <laughs> dancing and shit <laughs> like you can never be talking about killing me on the track again because i'm never gonna believe that you would kill me and go do some ballet you can't do both that, at least that's what they thought right well we don't believe you you need more people Rockefeller students to the game we pass the classes nobody can read you dudes like we do don't let them gas you like jigger his ass and won't clap you trust me on this one I'll detach you mind from spirit body for soul they have to hold a mask put your all right so that was the mob deep part and I was like okay so he dissed uh mob deep okay you know that's 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 different uh did not see that coming um and then you get to the third verse and let me see if i can all right so then you get to Nas's part and this was the part where i was like oh hell no you know what i mean like <laughs> like okay mob deep is one thing they're not the biggest group but this is Nas. that is the the second biggest or depending on how you felt at the time first biggest rapper in new york so right. now two people in new york are fucking like that people feel like are the you know the greatest are talking shit about each other all right here you go i know you listen on the face when along with celebrity comes about 70 shots in your frame nigga you will use the fag model for talking our esco ass went from nasty nars to esco's trash had a spark when you and like he said his name that's when i was just like wait a minute nobody says no, no. <laughs> he, he, he called him out yeah but now you just garbage you fell from top 10 to not mention at all to your body got food while it first better than yours matter of fact you had the worst flow on the whole fucking song but the sun don't shine the sun don't shine and that's why you're come to an end it's only so long fake thugs can pretend nigga you ain't live it you witness it from your folks back scribbled on your notepad created your life i showed you your first text on total law professor then i heard your album about the text on the dresser so yeah 
sample your life. You were using it wrong. You made it a hot line. I made it a hot song. That is about the song um, Dead Presidents. Remember that song, Karen? Mm-hmm. I'm out oh, for his, presidents to represent his me. first album. That yes. is Nas's. That's a line from Nas's album. Oh. And he's saying, I took that line from your album and I put it on the song and I made it better than the fucking song it used to be on. Now, I don't know if that's. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it, but that is that is what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that is that is technically correct. All right. Then uh, and then he talked about how, like, he sampled the, the song and he didn't have to pay him because he paid the people who owned the rights to his album, to his publishing, and not, not you. Like, he just goes in, he, he breaks down how many, like, all his albums, and he's like, your album only one of your albums is good anyway so that's one album in 10 years it's worth a fuck like just so much shit and not in the whole time just with my like hands over my mouth like i can't believe this motherfucker has the audacity to say this and it's gonna be repercussions for it so to me that's my favorite diss track of all time right okay um and then of course nas had ether which i'm not a huge fan of ether because it just feels like kind of silly name calling i kind of wanted him to come back and talk shit about jay-z directly but i feel like strategically ether was the way to go because you can just call that man a bunch of names and it's almost like when a comedian is just picking on you instead of like talking directly about you you know you know so it's almost like you can't really say shit back because it's funny um uh-huh. so and and also ether has the best beginning to a diss track of all time let me let me see if i can play this oh, it's you. that right there oh, it, it starts with fuck jay-z i've never heard anything like that before in my life <laughs> that's pretty clear i guess that's pretty clear to the yeah. point yeah, it's like, he's like, a guy you want to kill? yeah, yeah, he's like, um, I'm gonna tell you exactly what's, you know how in, uh, when you deliver a book report, they're like, uh, the first paragraph should summarize what the book report is gonna be. <laughs> he was like, the, the first 10 seconds of this song is gonna summarize everything about this song. A bunch of gunshots and then fuck Jay-Z. And you're like, oh, oh okay. Where we going? And I had never heard Nas that intense before, so, it was like a breath of fresh air to me when I was like, okay. Fuck Jay-Z. What's up, niggas? And yo, I know you ain't talking about me, dog. You? What? Fuck Jay-Z. You been on my dick, nigga. You love uh, my style, uh, nigga. Uh, fuck Jay-Z. Uh, fuck with your soul like ether. Well, Teach you the king, you know you. Dots on the cross the belly. I know you lost already. yourself for the main event. Y'all impatiently waiting. It's like an AIDS test. What's the results? Not positive. Who's the best? Pac, Nas, and Big. Ain't no best. East, West, North, South, Lost out, Greeny. I'm a, I embrace y'all with napalm. Blows up, no guts. Left chest, face gone. How can I be garbage? Send me autos at your college. Burn it at the side of your dome. Come out of my throne. I got this. Lock since 9-1. I am the truest. Name a rapper that I ain't influenced. Gave you chapters. For now, I keep my eyes on the Judas. With the wine, Sophie Fane. Kept my name in this music. Check it. Fuck with your soul like ether. Teach you the king you know. It was just good to hear him. Oh, I love do that, that beat, and, right? And that, and not trying funny. That's the type of beat. Something with bass, something with drums, mm-hmm. something with snares. You know, something that'd be like, "I am angry," and everybody's gonna know I'm angry when I hear violins. 
i hear flutes and you got a, a nice soft orchestra in the background right i do not know if i'm angry or i should be getting ready for the ball it was definitely one of those moments where you're like you know how like um do you guys remember the movie back to the future the first yeah. all yes. right you remember when he went to the past and his parents were like you know dating and then that like bully dude kept fucking with his dad and his dad finally just balled up his fist and punched that dude right in his fucking face that's yeah. how that's how it felt to see nas this jay-z was just like i did not see that coming i did not know what he would say <laughs> but i wasn't even sure he was going to say anything and then he came back with like the hardest most disrespectful shit you could do and even if you don't like it you gotta respect the fuck out of that because mm-hmm. you know he could have gone a bunch of other ways with that and he just went straight up into calling him names and saying fuck him um and then we get to 20 uh 2015 2015 for you people Charity today for the kids, but I'm used. Has a diss song ever started with "I did charity today right. for the kids"? Like, where's your anger? Uh, th- is 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 this a voicemail that you leaving me with music in the background? What's happening? <laughs> you so just bad. you just letting me know what you did today. All right. Well, anyway, fuck that whole thing. I don't I don't even care anymore. Way to mm-hmm. way to way to ruin it, Drake. I was all, I was all ready for some drama, and I fucking got uh, a spa treatment. Um, I like spot treatments. Speaking of stealing jokes, Twitter is not letting people steal jokes anymore because of copyright. Oh shit! Now, mm-hmm. how does that work? Uh, if you're, uh, yeah, apparently, um, uh, uh, Twitter is subject to claims of copyright infringement, especially when it comes to intellectual property. And Twitter actually enforcing such claims by deleting copycat tweets. As The Verge points out, Twitter's new tight enforcement has made was made readily apparent by Olga Lexel, a freelance writer based in Los Angeles, when she filed a claim against several copycat accounts for tweeting one of her t- joke tweets as their own. Lexel's Twitter account has since become private, but screenshots of the original are still out there. Uh, she said, saw someone spill their high-end juice cleanse all over the sidewalk, and now I know God is on my side. And a subsequent tweet, which are no longer available, she explained the situation. I simply explained to Twitter that as a freelance writer, I make my living writing jokes, and I use some of my tweets to test out jokes in my other writing. I then explained that as such, the jokes are my intellectual property, and that users in question did not have my permission to repost them without giving me credit. This isn't the first time that she's filed such a request with Twitter, nor, for that matter, is it the first time Twitter has enforced such a request when proven valid. Lexel tells Verge that she filed similar requests for other jokes. Twitter staffers typically remove the offending tweets within a few days without asking Lexel any follow-up questions. So, oh, so I see. So a lot of times, like if, like, let's say Jess or Josh or Sarome or any comedian friends, I just retweet, and when I retweet, they'll see your joke in my timeline. So yeah. I'm not taking credit for what you said. I'm mm-hmm. going. This person said it. Retweet. Yeah, but other people, some people just actually copy and paste the joke. Oh, I And then they take that. off, like they take, like Jess says something funny, I take Jess's name off, I copy what she said, and then I post it like I said it. Uh, yeah. Without, and, and, yeah. 
And then I have to make a diss record, and it's right. so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, so they don't do the old school RT? Uh, no, they just take your no. name off of it, and they 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 steal it on purpose like it's not oh, it's not an okay. accident you know it, it's like them fake bot accounts sometimes like sometimes right. fans whenever y'all send stuff to us sometimes the fake bot accounts because we see this would actually take your post and copy not, not not your name but just take your exact framing put it out there and repost it i was like i've seen this before yeah then i go look and i see that y'all just copying because maybe the original one you sent had a link in it or something like that and i'm like yes okay so they're doing something more like that yeah okay and, and like 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 just said you gotta go diss them uh over over a hot track you know apparently so <laughs> i put a tweet out there today <laughs> and when i checked i seen you retweeted it dog what am I supposed to do? I just want to be funny. <laughs> All right, sorry. That's, Jess. That's, that's how it would go. I mean, I mean, I mean, cut you off, Jess. My bad. That's funny. Um. All right. Um. Apparently, a McDonald's customer punched an employee because they ran out of double cheeseburgers. Well, you know, understand. Yeah. You mean that 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 one hundred percent no beef beef. Yeah, or as they call it in McDonald's, Friday. <laughs> uh, sometimes all you want in life is a cheeseburger, but there's no excuse to resort to violence. A new video has surfaced showing a McDonald's customer punching an employee in the face after he was told the restaurant had run out of double cheeseburgers. Yeah. Now, I, I used to work at McDonald's, okay? Uh, Me you're, too. You're, you're McDonald's, like the, the McDonald's that Roger work at, that I ain't trying to funny. That McDonald's was the motherfucking worst. Like they never had anything. Okay, it it was technically rated the worst in Charlotte, right? But uh, in our defense, we were the last fast food stop before Carowinds, right? Theme park, and we used to get buses on our lot. Like it would be a bus full of fucking screaming kids every, every day, multiple times a day, right? And I was only like 15, so I could only work the register. But that also meant I had to clean bathrooms. I had to clean the lobby. Like, uh, it was gross as fuck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're kids, so they're like throwing up and mm-hmm. shitting everywhere. And children. Yeah. Um, but I remember one time I was there and our managers are so fucking stupid. Um, one time they didn't order enough ketchup. So, so we ran out. Yeah, we ran out of ketchup in the middle of the fucking my shift, and people got so mad. One dude threw his food back at me. Um, another person threw their food back through the drive-through window, which requires a bit of accuracy. Um, but like you know, people were like you know, give me my money back. Fuck this, I want a refund. Like, cause of some ketchup, man. And like I was, yeah. I was trying to problem solve, so I was up there like, "Hey man, have you tried the hot mustard sauce? You can dip some fries in that." They was like, "Fuck that!" They, well, we ran out of that shit. Eventually, right. it was like you know, people were like, "Uh, well, ain't no more hot mustard sauce left." And I was just like, "Man, I don't know what to do." And so yeah, I've seen 
all of the world held together by the thin line of ketchup distribution right i've seen i've seen people cut a food over orange juice i've seen people cut a food over milk you know because i worked yeah. in, in restaurants and and sometimes i want to say and, and and a lot of times it varies like that mcdonald's was just poorly managed like you knew you were busy you need to constantly you need to almost overstock than understock mm-hmm. but at a lot of restaurants they order and let's say something happened unexpected and they run out of shit just like at your house don't you run out of out of shit at your house like you don't always have eggs and milk and shit at your house but people just assume when they go out to eat you're just supposed to have everything that they have and it's to me i understand but to an extent it's an unrealistic expectation well look um apparently this this customer someone recorded it on their phone now they took the video off of youtube um i'm assuming legal shit is gonna happen right like there's some legal ramifications to this mm-hmm. uh when the customer got irate as he argued with the staff behind the counter while dropping a number of curse words and slurs fuck that other punk ass nigga man ain't no more double cheeseburgers fuck sake um the customer then clocks the employee with his left hand before running to the side of the counter as he tries to get into the kitchen so on look and start laughing while most oh. appeared to be shocked eater has reached out to mcdonald's for a comment of course uh oh yeah because because this this is a lawsuit because i'm telling you right now i will i will be owning a franchise because i'm suing mcdonald's for not having my safety i'm suing the person that punched me like everybody's getting a little piece of this fucking lawsuit and i'm and i'm also i'm suing them for not having any double cheeseburgers right you know that's what started all this um exactly uh 50 cent was ordered to pay another two million dollars to uh the victim of his um revenge porn uh uh so that (laughs) that basically brings it up to a total i believe of seven million dollars good yeah yeah Uh, yeah pay every motherfucking dime y'all raggedy ass niggas that you get mad at people or you think it's funny and you think it's petty to post shit out there without these women without these women permission pay these people yeah pay them i don't support this level of petty where he uh put out somebody else's sex tape to get back out on somebody this. else's sex tape yeah so and that's and, 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 and what's what's funny is he did it to to get back at rick ross as like a diss but it's like you still put this poor woman's business out here on these streets right so so and and it was all to hurt another man's ego and it's not even like rick ross and her were together like they weren't even together at the time so it's just completely just throwing her to the wolves for no reason right he, he declared bankruptcy but um you know because that's of right. that, that that's why they gave him a two million dollar like penalty on top of that and punitive damages um as well so. be- be- because the thing is no matter what people say about women's sex and sexuality shit like this never affects men the way it affects women of course so it's one of them things where to to him it was not a big thing but you ruined her reputation you google her name this shit is going to pop up yeah so you 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 affect a lot of shit yeah there's not enough vitamin water in the world (laughs) ain't that the truth yeah he was on uh the nightly show the other day and i was just like and he was terrible by the way like they really gotta just get comedians on there like if you're just there to promote a movie yeah it's not good you know like i love the nightly show but when it's like two comedians and then a guy who just wants to like promote his movie it always stands out like a sore thumb because that guy's never funny you know yeah yeah anyway uh 
let's see what else is happening um oh anthony hamilton and his wife getting a divorce oh i know his next album gonna be great oh it's gonna man bring out the bottles of brown liquor because you gonna be crying yeah. and you're gonna be crying oh you're gonna feel all the emotions don't listen to it around nothing sharp oh he gonna <laughs> he gonna sing his soul out and i'm gonna be here for all of it he been making all this sad brown liquor music while they were together when they apart man it's about to be man it's gonna be real charlene Woo! Mm. I'm, it might be just a blues album no oh oh i cannot wait because it man he gonna sing his soul out i am ready they were married for 10 years uh but they decided to end their marriage i saw anthony hamilton because he, he lives in charlotte mm-hmm. i saw him once in uh harris teeter and he had his kids with him and uh it was weird because like i think he thought i i recognized him and i was gonna say something to him and i just kind of recognized him and just kept walking so you know it was like that weird moment where i felt awkward then because i was like was i supposed to interrupt him with his kids and be like hey man love your work or whatever right you know because because then i kind of felt like he had a look of disappointment too like oh man that dude didn't even say nothing (laughs) (laughs) yeah because because the thing about it is that a lot of times i'm kind of oblivious because i never think i'm going to meet anybody famous because i met him at the apple store at south park mall one time and i didn't even know it was him and he basically talked to me because I was just pissed and furious that I had to go to the goddamn Apple store. And he was like, smile. And I looked up and I was like, okay. Because at first I didn't know it was him. But as we talked, I was like, oh, I know who you are. And, we began, and he's so sweet. He's mm. one of the, he's literally one of the sweetest people you will ever meet. Yeah. But yeah, they're getting a divorce, man. Oh, uh, I can't wait for that album. Yeah, they met 12 years ago when she auditioned the same background for uh for him uh he proposed two years later they have three sons uh and uh he also has three more sons from a previous relationship so uh good luck out there man. here's a story <laughs> oh man named anthony um so uh here's what else is going on here um uh there's other news well okay here's some terrible news all right guys but let's oh, talk about okay. it okay a man shot up a theater oh uh, again guess the race right come on it's always is this louisiana thing yep lafayette uh yeah. his oh. name was john hauser i see the picture white yeah well it's always the same yeah. it's okay a, it's, it's too much <laughs> i about yeah. to say yeah because we ain't yeah. shooting up movie theaters now if yeah. you said somebody bought they whole uh all their chinese food from the um the restaurant up the street i'd say black yeah I, well if it was like if they shot up like a military base or something i'd be like maybe that's some kind of brown possibly but uh if you shoot up a motherfucking movie theater it's a white dude come on Mm-mm. uh his name's john hauser uh despite a history of mental illness and having been denied a concealed carry permit seven years earlier he was able to legally acquire in 2014 the 40 caliber handgun which he killed three people and injured nine others at a louisiana movie theater this week see this is shit that furiates makes you just goddamn angry Mm -hmm. um because this is one of those things where if you got denied nobody else nobody did their due diligence to find out why you previously got denied well um the one of the reasons he got denied was because he had a domestic violence complaint and a prior arson arrest um in 
yep he tried to burn down a house and uh oh. meet up his family and shit 2008 after they filed a request for a protective order against him hauser was ordered not to contact his wife daughter and other relatives in the request filed in carroll county georgia hauser a strange wife kelly referred to him as a volatile mental state um according to the new york times hauser was accused in 1989 of attempting to hire a man to start a fire at a columbus georgia law firm oh yeah that and, and he wanted them to burn down the law firm because it represented pornographic theaters uh-huh see yeah. now here's all right mm-hmm. don't okay i'm not gonna preface this with anything the one positive note i find out of this news story is that it happened at the fucking Amy Schumer show at the Amy Schumer movie Trainwreck. She was like, fuck this bitch in her fucking vagina. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit about her vagina all the time. Fucking loose lips. <laughs> I think shit. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, it's horrible. Oh, my I was kind of like, oh, whoops, Amy Schumer. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amy, um, <laughs> So, so that like, uh, did you ever like see Amy in the scene when you were coming up and like? Oh yes, yes, oh. yes. And she was one of these girls that it's very, very, very wildly competitive out there. Right. And I have had incidents that are close to gang uh, incidents. I, I must compare them to the times that I hung out with gangsters because it's the only energy that I can compare it to. When you hang out with gangsters. Um, and you come across another person who you think might also be a gangster, you either run up on them and tell them where you're from, or you stand your ground and ask uh, and, t- and ask where they're from. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So it often happens in the comedy world. <laughs> At least it happened with me a couple times. I would walk into a comedy club, and a girl comic would fucking run up on me and be like, who sent you here? Who's that here? Do you got a spot? What time's your spot? How'd you get it? Who gave you that spot? Oh shit! Like, what? It's like, oh. are you threatening me? Like, um, like I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, dog. I, I, I did not know I was, you know, stepping on your territory. Did she ask what set you claim? Right. Well, look, because there's only one woman really allowed. You know what I mean? And Schumer is very well known. And look, her early stuff. I'm not. I will not diss her early stuff. She is really a funny woman. She did. She was like Wendy Liebman, if you know who that is. She did like the trickery jokes. Like she would set you up with something, and then it'd be something else in the in the back, you know, that would yeah. come out. And I like I like that sense of humor. Uh, but now I feel like she's taken this. She's been manufactured as this sex girl, mm. and I just feel like the thing that's lacking for me is that there's no solution mm. in her in her stuff. Her sketch show, her, her stand-up, it's all telling us, hey, guess what they do to women in this world? Guess what they do to women in this society? Look at how they exploit us. Look at how they fuck with us. And I, I, I'm down with that. Right. But there's no, there's no solution. And I don't need, like, a fucking moral. I'm not a prude. Mm. I don't need, like, somebody to be like, oh, this is how we should all do it. But Key and Peele seem to do it. Mm. And so do Broad City. I have to give a shout-out to Broad City. I feel like they take the situations that young women get into often that are awkward or upsetting or shameful, and they turn it around, and they make it uh, empowering and positive for themselves. Now, I don't know if that's because Amy Poehler is the producer on that Broad mm. City show. Um, but it really does seem to make a difference to me, at least as a woman, I feel like, wow, that's, that's 
making sense and that's real. And Schumer's manufactured, and I get why young girls and girls like her because she's saying stuff that we're not allowed to say, right. and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But there's no less in it. There's no nothing. It doesn't make me think. Yeah, is there... go, oh yeah, Hollywood doesn't like fat girls. Uh, sorry. Now is there no um is it like because also um you know like when you do a sketch show you're kind of like part of a a team where you're the face of it um uh-huh. you think it's her writers and shit because you say her earlier stuff which i'm assuming yeah. she was doing her you know more herself right had like yeah. a different type of bite to it and do you feel like you wonder do you think it's just like her her like who the people at comedy central the people that work on her show are just like look yes oh, okay yeah 100 percent. and and uh fortunately or unfortunately for new york comedians if comedy central likes you they will do anything to get your show on mm. their channel. Mm. And that's a wonderful thing for a lot of people. Unfortunately, they're very, very frightened of Jess Wood. So right. it's, you know, and I've had meetings at Comedy Central, and they're like, you're so nice, you're so fun, but, you know, your subject matter. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, uh. well, oh, well, that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. Well, it's also... And you know what? Amy's opening doors for people. I'm sorry to interrupt right. you, Ryan. No, 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 go ahead. But I feel like I don't want to diss the fact that there's a lady out there that's opening up. I hate Lena Dunham. I right. hate her. I'll talk shit about her all day. And and I don't love how Amy's been manufactured, but at least she's out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And I, I hope that that makes better for us. Because, look, she doesn't talk in a fucking baby voice like Sarah Silverman. Thank the goddamn Lord. <laughs> you know, I can't have a girl up there. I'm a vagina. I'm not a vagina. I'm not a vagina. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you know what's anyway. funny? What's funny to me, too, is... um. I think the biggest issue with um, Amy Schumer's uh, shows right now is not really, it's kind of weird. Like, it's not really her quote unquote fault. But all the people that, all the people that keep calling her the greatest, most important comedian of all time. Right. um, All the people that keep doing that are doing her a disservice. And they're not, and they're not other comedians. They're Mm -hmm. not, they're not people who write about comedy. They're not people who review comedy. It's people like Jezebel.com and it's people like, you know, and, and and so it, so I think the immediate reaction most people have is it pisses you off because you're like, you guys only write about comedians and how much you hate them all the fucking time anyway. And now you're going to tell us this motherfucker is the best comedian ever. And like, I think she's catching, uh, catching it both ways. You know what I mean? Like, cause, cause eventually, you know, they will turn on her. That's, that's kind of what. Yeah. Right. That's what we do in America. Yeah. And then I, I, it'll be interesting to see if people come around to her defense or anything or people are right. like, um, or people are like, you know, fuck her I, I never liked that anyway because i don't think she thinks of herself the way that these people write about her like i'm so fucking important guys like who would talk about feminism if it wasn't for me like i don't think she thinks of her shit like I that but they but either. but that's definitely how it's written you know i i can say she definitely doesn't and i think that the stuff that she does um off camera yeah might be might be much funnier you know because it's her it's her authentic self yeah, and I feel like when you read interviews with her, they're really fun and charming. And when you see like um, when she did that thing with where she took fucking Katie Couric's phone <laughs> yes. and texted the husband, oh, "We're going to do anal tonight." And yeah. then all of a sudden, the husband was like, "I'm ready to leave," and Katie Couric was like, "Why are we leaving?" And, and <laughs> a prank. Like I fucking love that. That's great. 
yeah. don't make her the face of feminism right i think right. that's what people are mostly reacting to and the thing that's funny is um when, you, when we're talking about um um the katie couric thing i could just see like jezebel writing about that and being like she violated her 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 the sanctity of her own marriage she you know she who knows maybe katie curry got raped that night because you were joking about like th- that's the kind of thing i would think jezebel would say is not funny and not okay to do right and right. if someone else did it right they'd be in so much trouble exactly right. exactly and i think that's what people reacted to is like this hypocrisy of like how dare you know like why do they love her and then they shit on everybody else who's funny come on now um, and then what i actually liked her um her photo shoot with the star wars um droids yeah. or whatever where like got mad, you know lucas films got mad at her yeah which is one of the reasons i love it like i went from just being like oh she's trying to be quirky and she's forcing it a little bit but you know um and then you know and i was like it's funny but i wonder like if she even has the right to do that because i don't know if you can just do that shit and then mm-hmm. when i saw that the people from lucas films were pissed i was like actually i love it now because fuck, cause fuck <laughs> it man nothing's sacred you know what i mean it's a right, fucking right. it's a and nerd they toy money. they don't need any money or rights or any of that shit yeah, none of that shit exists in real life everybody that's all fake right you know what exactly. I mean? <laughs> she didn't really fuck c-3po everyone calm down <laughs> <laughs> so i don't I, I like when she does shit like that but that's the exact kind of thing that um like i'll like it when i see it and then i when i see it written about in jezebel i'll be like oh no fuck that right it because <laughs> jezebel's gonna yeah. write about it as like she challenged the patriarchy of the nerd society by yeah. and you're like ah, or or did she just like fucking deep throw the lightsaber i don't think right. it was that deep right and and, and and it really wasn't and uh something i want to say so jess whenever you're in the scene and uh like it's, they've already met their quota of one vagina in the room uh do yeah. y'all have like a, a fight off or something uh a highlander <laughs> where everybody like goes up and be like there can only be one june june well you know they used to have a, sh- a show karen's funny that you say so they used to have a show where they did that with us where they did two comics at a time uh, and you would go up one at a time and they'd ring a bell and everything, like a fight. And so you'd have a couple minutes, couple minutes, couple minutes. And then if it was, uh, and, and it got down to the audience reaction, kind of like Apollo, I guess. And, and then if it was tight, the reaction was like everyone kind of, each comics kind of got the same amount of, um, applause. Then they'd go on a joke off and you'd have to go to the, to your one, you know, this is my power joke is fucking going to win me this round. And I got to that point with another girl comic, uh, the one time that I did the show, and she busted out an anal sex, uh, joke about her bleeding profusely from the ass and having to get in an ambulance. And that beat out my joke about blowjobs. Oh. You know, so, uh, and you know, not to be petty, but mine was positive, you know, giving a voice to the black man as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, a lovely joke about, uh, you know, white men when you blow them it's like a sporting event they pull your hair and there's horns and when black guys when you blow black guys first of all they're almost like hey where are you going when you, yeah. <laughs> you look up at them and, and this, is, this is a lot like a bernie mac joke i must say because i go i go you know whenever i look up at them they go oh you're doing fine baby you're doing fine <laughs> <laughs> And then I and then I added I added 
Now, is that the voice of the criminal people? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... What is that? White people are like, what? What is that supposed to mean? I'm like, you know what it means? Yep. Uh, I love it, man. And then also... Um, <laughs> I would say no. I like that you have a petty uh, agenda against Amy Schumer, so I'm supporting for... <laughs> I fully support this. <laughs> Yeah, most well, most I'm, people I'm most like the poor man's version, right? I'm like, I got a web series. It's four minutes long. If you have time, perhaps <laughs> you'll check it out. I do a podcast with a black man. So <laughs> uh, I'm doing things to hopefully change society. I am writing a book. Uh, there's a lot about my prostitution, drug addiction, <laughs> gang affiliation. Uh, perhaps you'd like to check it out. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Cause like my biggest my biggest pet peeve is most people disguise their pettiness and a bunch of other shit. When uh, I I just like that you're just like, look, man, uh, I I should have got that spot. So fuck right. that. <laughs> like, all right, you know what? Can't argue with that. Can't. I have nothing to say nope, bad about nothing that. Nothing at all. Um. Now apparently the guy who shot up the theater. Um. He uh, also. Um. Uh, by the way, man, I was I watched um. Pixels yesterday the adam sandler movie i I, I watched 40 minutes of it and i walked out um because because i had this thought where i it was so bad and i was thinking like man i wish somebody would come in here and shoot up my theater and then then i was was like wouldn't it be ironic like four people in there and you're like wait i would just know (laughs) yeah i was like wouldn't it be ironic if i also died in this fucking movie and i was like i can't i can't yeah i can't go i can't die in here was really the number one thought in my brain as i walked out was like i can't like it, there's some movies if you die in there's respect to it like oh you died in a dark night like that's a good movie but i can't die in a yeah right at least i died and it was imax hd 3d yeah i just don't want to die i don't want to die in a movie that gets less than 20 percent on rotten tomatoes that's 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 not that's not okay that's not a way to go out yeah so i got up and walked the fuck out man right because if it was a good movie we probably would have both died together because you know we always go together but i was not going out for no damn pixels yeah fuck that yeah Um, you'd have came you'd have came carried you out and you'd have been pixels yeah terrible ass movie it was bad it looks bad so um apparently he also uh was a tea partier he hated obama Uh. And he admired Hitler. Oh. And he wanted and and he wanted women to shut up in church. That sounds about right. Is he homophobic too? <laughs> um, Was he wearing a Confederate flag t-shirt? Uh no, but he, <laughs> he had a bar where he hung a swastika outside. Oh, 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 yep. oh, yep. oh, so, so that's about like that place we went to. Was it Raleigh or somewhere we went to years ago when it was me, you, and John and all of us went to this place to eat after the movies? I think it was like the Matrix 2 or 3 or some shit like that. We yeah, they had a Confederate flag hanging from the ceiling. No, no, they had a, mm-hmm. not Confederate flag. They had a effigy of like a black man hanging from a noose in the ceiling. Right. Yeah, we were right. like, right. We, every, we, somebody happened to look up and then everybody looked up. It was like, oh, I think we might need to leave. Yeah. I was hungry. Wasn't that hungry. Nope. I was like, we no, were going somewhere else. Please, moment. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah but we live in a post racial society people come on now all right man let's, oh, yeah. <laughs> let's play some uh fucking with black people guys trying to play the game that we all uh well pretty much hate to play uh there's no real good side to playing fucking with black people but we're gonna do it anyway 
We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. Time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. Where we play and read news articles from all around the globe, and we assign point scores from zero to a hundred and how much we feel fucked with. Uh, today's contestant is Hulk Hogan. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The real American. Um, hey, brother. Hey, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, apparently, Hulk Hogan got himself in a little bit of hot water and had the wwe scrub all of his uh likenesses and and presents from their website um they uh basically in a statement to the inquirer wwe said wwe terminated its contract with terry bolia aka hulk hogan man they called him by his real name shit you know it's serious uh wwe is committed to embracing and celebrating individuals from all backgrounds as demonstrated by the diversity of our employees performers and fans worldwide to which anyone who's ever watched anything in the wwe is like bullshit ain't that the truth ain't that the truth (laughs) seriously the people from the people that brought you crime time yes for the yeah for the people who bought you burrito men yeah uh no they were called the mexicos oh the mexicos i'm sorry <laughs> but they ate burritos while they wrestled yeah. oh, Lord uh hulk hogan has been captured on tape spewing foul mouth racial slurs including the n-word in a shocking world <laughs> shocking in a shocking world exclusive the national Enquirer and radaronline.com in a joint investigation what they combined <laughs> And, that's how you know it's real right and our powers combined has learned that the sordid pillow talk caught on an unauthorized sex tape includes a revolting conversation in which the pro wrestling icon unleashed filthy bigoted attack uh littered with the n-word and other disgusting racial insults the star of the wwe whose real name is terry bolia uh directed his vulgar and prejudiced hatred at his daughter brooke who he accused of sleeping with a black man using language so hate-filled and vile it would shock even his most ardent fans hulk brazenly bustered to the heather clint to heather clem the wife of his former pal bubba the love sponge with whom he was cover covertly filmed having sex in 2012 uh that he was an unabashed racist he says i guess we're all a little racist uh he crowed on the tape you know and here's the thing all right when when that sentence starts sometimes it could go to a funny place right like i've seen people go we're all a little bit racist right and then like they'll make a joke and it's about you know stereotypes or something i i would at that point i was like okay that's fine everybody's a little racist now now go on to your point are you gonna be like sometimes across the street when i see a black person coming at night or something like that nope (laughs) uh he says uh talking about (laughs) talking about his blonde bombshell daughter brooke 27 years old uh he says she is making some real bad decisions now my daughter brooke jumped sides on me oh not jump sides i spent two mm -hmm. i spent two now he did have a a very bad divorce so maybe she sided with the wife in the divorce right okay okay Um, mm i I spent two to three million dollars on her music career i've done everything oh they were going what nowhere what what, what yeah you know, what nowhere. did she sell i was gonna say on a, pl- on a plastic surgery yeah. two, two and three million dollars on her fucking pets yeah <laughs> you know, fuck a black guy yeah what a waste. you don't put those 
don't put those titties on a bbc um <laughs> Facebook, you know yeah 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 <laughs> jess got kicked off uh facebook because of the power of the, of the black penis man she added yeah. uh she added somewhere uh i think it was a picture of kim kardashian sucking on the black penis and uh facebook does not like that shit guys. Yeah. twitter you'd have been all right ice cream cone photoshopped and guess what how'd she get famous sucking on penis mm-hmm. yeah. yeah facebook was like no twitter wouldn't be like okay yep twitter yeah, don't care twitter loved it uh so uh he says i've done everything like a jackass for her he continued the one option brooke had brooke's career besides me is to sell beach records at that point on the tape the former hogan knows best star bemoaned how a black billionaire guy had offered to fund her music career he also attempted to use bizarre twisted logic in an attempt to justify his bigotry at the man i don't know if brooke was fucking the black guy's son uh hulk raved uh i mean i don't have double standards i mean i <laughs> hey you start yeah. the, you start throwing them multiple i means in there yeah mm. that's not going in well i'm not that bright I, i'm not that bright <laughs> I, I, i've been punched in the head a lot brother <laughs> over my neck brother oh. fucking head brother I, now every time i i picture him saying brother I, in my head i hear nigger now and I, it's like i can't help it <laughs> Like what did you? What you ri- just say? What you mean, Hulk? Say what you really want to say, Hulk. Um, well, somebody tweeted. I forget who it was yesterday. God, I wish I could fucking remember because I want to give them love. But they tweeted out a white man who says, "I never trust a white man who says brother that much." Yes, you can't. <laughs> you really can't, man. I mean, I don't trust anybody that says brother that much. Actually, like I don't trust. <laughs> I don't trust those religious people. I don't trust them people that do the like uh what you know like we're like see what we need to do is organize against the white man brother i don't trust those people right like, I, I'm, I'm very wary of those people. yeah too many brothers like you call me brother rod a lot like i'm like stop doing that my, I don't, my name is yeah like my name is rod are you gonna sell me a final a final call and a bean pie after this come on man it's okay to talk to me anyway i mean i am he says i mean i am a racist to a point fucking niggers oh well i will say i will say this that is the point that's definitely when he says he's racist to a point that is like the furthest point right there that you can get to (laughs) yeah he didn't go i'm a racist uh you know i hate black guys you went fucking niggers that's not on a scale of zero to a hundred that is the hundred um <laughs> to i'm a racist anyway he says but then when it comes to nice people and shit and whatever i uh, wish you would elaborate oh. on that what does that mean yeah, whatever yeah and then the only thing he was short of he should have said those people according to sources he said <laughs> i mean i'd rather if she was going to fuck some nigger I'd rather her marry an eight foot tall nigger worth a hundred million dollars like a basketball player. Uh, then he says, I guess we're all a little racist. Fucking nigger. Just in case. Oh, By the way, just in um, case you missed the previous. Just in case you missed the previous niggers. He turned right to the camera and said, in summation. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem with black niggers. All right. <laughs> oh, this has God. been Hulk Hogan and I'm out. Uh, my favorite part about this though is that there's people still uh, arguing online that he's not racist. 
oh but he said it yeah multiple people have told me that i need to leave him alone because he's not really a racist that so they probably have not read this article no 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 they read it they read it because then i made jokes uh because ah. I, I was like no he's definitely a racist he said it twice yeah but you know we all have bad moments no you have bad moments right. i don't i never have came no. out and, yeah. and, and can i just say <laughs> <white lady. laughs> that it wasn't just to me it wasn't just him saying the n-word a couple times right like the the whole situation of right. like, well, if it was this, it, it got very do the right thing. Yes, you know? yes, well, it, felt like, Jackson, it felt like it felt like Spike Lee. It felt like it felt like Spike Lee wrote his dialogue. You're right, because you know, how, like like when Spike Lee writes a movie and he wants a white person to be like racist in his movie, he never makes it like kind of nuanced where like you can't really. You know, like, he would never write a character where it's like Michael Rappaport walks into a room and says, like, wow, guys, uh, um, maybe we, uh, maybe, um, maybe you're not qualified for this position. Like, he would never say that. Like, the dude always just comes out and he's like, look, we're not gonna hire two fucking black big lip niggers here. You're like, whoa, no one even talks like that out loud, Spike Lee. Like, you gotta calm down with some of the racism because it's getting to be unrealistic. That, and then this shit comes out and Spike Lee's like, see, I told you. That's how it happens. <laughs> yeah, somewhat Quentin Tarantino is, is laughing and clapping his hands like, yeah. I told you it was yeah. that. Right. <laughs> you guys said, you said I was going too far. Right. Well, well, well. I Look guess at that's the reality of it. Now here's Who's the good news. Who's the crazy one now? Sam Jackson. Now here's the good right. news, guys. Okay, we got some good news out of this. Okay. Uh, Hulk Hogan is not without his defenders. Okay. George Foreman said uh, the Hulk Hogan is a good guy. Ah, and he um, named his son George. Motherfucker, shut mm-hmm. up. It's not smart. <laughs> now, here's, here's what a lot of people don't know about George Foreman and Hulk Hogan. They share an agent. Oh, okay. That, okay. The Foreman grill was almost the Hogan grill. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The he, Hulk Hogan got the call from the agent first but he was uh doing something like dropping his kids off at school or some shit so he didn't get the message until he got home and the agent had a grill and then he had a um a blender that you put two double a batteries in and you put like some protein you make a shake right Mm -hmm. so george foreman got the call second and said i'll take the grill (gasps) which left hogan with a blender that nobody's ever heard of yeah and george foreman with 450 million dollars yeah i've seen that Woo! i've seen that uh check the, it is goddamn terrible so i understand why george foreman wouldn't think hulk hogan is racist one he's a rich nigger which hulk hogan doesn't have a problem with two um if hulk hogan hadn't been racist to him after 450 million dollars later i mean he probably think he's a good guy You're like I said, he should be the most oh, racist in the They fucked the same lady in the 80s. Are you kidding me? They thought, hey, mother, I got this uh, chick. I, I built Cosby to fight in. They probably did. I heard some kids use that fucking uh, uh, link. I heard a black guy go to his friend, yo, I'm, I'm about to build Cosby a bitch tonight. Damn. Oh. Someone use that as, that's out there now. That's yeah i feel like that is definitely a thing now i mean oh. not th- not that it's a thing where it wasn't happening before but now they have a word for what? it you know yeah. um oh. so yeah uh he said i know hulk hogan for over 20 years uh 
i do not condone the language he used but he is no racist he is a good guy he is a friend of mine we hung out together and we have even been in the ring together i consider him a friend maybe he's confusing him with thunderlips because i don't think that's the same person that he is talking about you said thunderlips well george is a little you know yeah little punch well, drunk yeah. In the head. yeah you should thunder list not a porn name no I, that's that's a rocky <laughs> reference that's uh, my porn name Ken. The, <laughs> <laughs> the um wwe legend virgil uh says the hulk hogan he knew was not racist now virgil you may know as basically being um a slave playing a slave character oh for wrestling uh, yeah um oh. uh, for wrestling um i think what did he come out in chains i don't understand uh i'll find a picture of it for you um and put it in the chat but um yeah virgil don't really have the cred here like this like this is one of those times <laughs> where i'm sure uh fucking uh hulk hogan's like no 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 not you like uh, anybody but you can we get just like you know could, could the rock like can we get the rock to come out because like the rock would be much more like the kind of black dude i need support from but uh yeah he basically was like i believe a million dollar man slave um oh yeah he would bring oh, they even had a price on him oh yeah, like his uh and he had this is what he had he had this bow tie looking suit with no arms on with it. no arms yeah and like here's the uh i think one time he had to kiss the million dollar man's boots in the stage uh, i mean in the ring um mm. so oh so they had tearaway arms apparently yeah yeah so um Vir- virgil's not necessarily the dude that you won't represent Mm-mm. yeah he was ted dibiase's bodyguard um uh, before he hopped onto the wcw and then back to wwe uh, uh <laughs> someday he looked like a chippendale's butler <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that that makes sense yeah so um uh-huh. he he came out and said you can only judge a person based on past experience hulk hogan has never given me a reason to believe he is racist i mean did you not see the transcript because that's a reason mm-mm, mm-mm. he's like and also i don't want to read anything i don't want to read or see anything nope dennis rodman he came out <laughs> Another one with good credit. <laughs> yeah now him and hulk hogan do kind of talk alike Aww. So have you ever heard dennis talk uh he says i've known at hulk hogan for 25 years uh there isn't a racist bone in that man's body the same dude that goes to mcom deal house uh that kim, dude kim jong un yes kim, yeah that yes. dude i always tear his name up it's okay uh yes the same person that goes to uh north korea uh plays basketball there he said let's lend our support to the hoaxer at hulk hogan who most certainly is not a racist he tweeted at scotty pippen magic johnson shaquille o'neal and mike tyson who i'm sure did not retweet any of that bullshit of course like i know that those brothers were like uh, why are you involving me in this bullshit dennis rodman right <laughs> like if you don't take my name out of that fucking tweet i don't want nothing to do with hulk hogan or defending his and racism probably, also i love that he him. Uh, yeah they probably did block him i love that he included all the eight foot tall rich niggers that he wouldn't have a problem with like that's such bullshit to be like hey basketball playing rich guys do you think hulk hogan is racist well he did say that he wasn't racist against us so i mean no right you know um 
uh his also one more defender brooke hogan his own daughter who i don't i feel like you know that is your dad but i would be a little bit like i don't want to defend this because this is when he was saying i shouldn't be dating black people fuck him yeah yeah it's her time to stand up and go yo my dad doesn't know what he's talking about yeah i'm all good with the bbc yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's like come one come all guys what's up i mean yeah brother. i mean if there any are, are any eight foot tall billionaires out there i mean i'm still you know still single but uh <laughs> she uh <laughs> by the way i love the idea that uh he wouldn't be racist to a certain type of black dude like there's so many black people that are living that life where it's like they worry about i'm dating someone interracially but they could like their family could be racist you never know like they might have they might not have a problem with me specifically but then you know other black people they might have problems with you never know so she wrote a poem on facebook uh hopefully this didn't cost two to three million dollars it's called if you knew my father if you knew the dad that i knew you'd know his tender heart he'd never want to hurt his fans or family from the start if you knew my father you would know how hard he fought and the way it brought a smile to people light medium and dark light medium and uh, what, what is happening here coffee roast right uh, duh, duh, duh. And that, was, that was my three million dollars for a singing career and those fucking lyrics <laughs> just been hit dog brother <laughs> oh god we always we so are, sad. She sounds like. I mean, I dropped out of high school, and she sounds less less smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> we also we always fight a battle that people never see. And sometimes when you're hurting, you don't think logically. Human isn't perfect, and perfect is not he. But I can tell you one thing, it's just not what it seems. Because if you knew the dad I knew, you'd know he raised me well. He taught me folks are so much more than shades could ever tell. And if you knew my father, you would know he's down to earth. He may have slammed the giant, but remembers life's true worth. And if you knew, he's talking about when she slammed, he slammed on the giant. giant. Yep. If you if you knew my father, and if you walked in his shoes, then you would know that microscope that comes with yellow boots. <laughs> Is Aww. she trying to be serious? If you knew my father, you would see your own and mine. And if he was your father, you could never find divide. Cause to cause me, I bet your father or someone that you love maybe regret something they'd wish they'd never done so if you know my father remember he's a man and you would crave relief if people judge everything you did the lord says to forgive them don't be the one to stone so please remember his strong arms when you were all alone the lives he changed the friends he's made the people he's inspired it makes me sad to see my dad defeated and so so tired if you knew my father you would know how just how he's hurting for he loves every one of you regardless of your story and if you met my father i know he'd give you love he'd lift you up apologize and give you all a hug for those who think you know my father remember who you are 
we all can make mistakes and carry ugly scars because i know my father i can promise this just like you and i things we don't mean can sometimes slip we all continue learning this life can be so rough so if you know my father please try not to be tough my father has a daughter and i have feelings too and if you knew my father i would do the same for you unless you're a nigger all right that is good that is good. Um, i think there was one verse that was missed it was uh if you knew my father he hates men with uh neck nape uh if you knew my father you'd see my good sex tape mm-hmm. huh? there you go yeah where was that for I, that's a long ass poem you just read that, well uh, that's why she never made it karen okay now this all does remind me of a clip that we play i think it was either on balls esports or this show um where uh booker t finally balls the uh the wrestler accidentally called hulk hogan a nigga one time um let's see if i can play that for you guys we take what we want and after we take that Kruger and the child we want the gold sucker hulk hogan we coming for you nigga for you nigga for you nigga so maybe hulk hogan got maybe hulk hogan got confused you know <laughs> maybe, maybe he just thought that he could say the word because he was called the word you know sometimes white people get confused somebody calls them the n-word and they're like oh okay so it's cool for both of us to use it it's not cool hulk hogan not not you can't say the n-word <laughs> and you definitely can't and you definitely can't say that your daughter can't date us because um that's just pure racism uh you definitely can't call yourself a racist twice so karen zero to a hundred Intervals of 25, how much do you feel fucked with by Hulk Hogan being a racist? A hundred. All right. What about you, Jess? A hundred. All right. I'm going to give it a hundred too, man. Although I do have to make a special note that it is fucking weird that the WWE would erase Hulk Hogan because the only other person that's erased is that dude that killed his whole family, Chris Benoit. Right. Yeah. Like, so basically, they're erasing him. And I feel like them taking him down is a lot like how uh, the Confederate flag was taken down. Right. uh, Where people are mostly doing it because they don't want to have a talk about racism and what it really means and how it affects people. So it's like, we take down this flag, maybe they'll stop talking about it. That's the same thing with Hulk Hogan. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't, they want to take Hulk Hogan off their website before people really examine the history of race in the WWE. Right. Because it ain't good. No, it's not. I think the only, I I feel like the only, like, black wrestler they ever had that really wasn't, like, just picked at for being black is, like, maybe The Rock. Uh, although he was in the Nation of Domination for a while. Right. And at first they tried to say he was Samoan yeah and then yeah um, like josh always brings up the fact that the rock never talks about being black right yep uh well he's well you know what's funny he's talked about it nobody else talks about it like if he says something about being black people are like Mm-mm, no Mm-mm, no you samoan yeah like that shit that 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 quote that <laughs> like there's there's still white people that argue that the rock isn't black when Dwayne Johnson has said he's black. And right. Then, and he got a black ass daddy too. Right. You know what I mean? So uh yeah, it's 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 really weird that um you know, people will fight against you for right, that. Right, because Simone is okay, but not them darkest. Yeah, go look it go look it up. Um 
anyway. Have you guys watched, just to, I'm sorry to break all the, mm-hmm. the continuity, but have you all seen um, Hollywood Shuffle? Because I went yes. and saw that last week. Okay. Yeah. I went and saw it. It was playing out here at a movie theater. They, like, did a release or whatever. And I have to say for all the listeners and for anybody who has not seen it, it's really, really fantastic it uh, is. Movie. It, uh, is it is definitely one of the greatest movies of all, all time. Times. It's yes. uh, Robert Town Townsend's uh, finest work. Grew up watching that. Re- uh, on repeat. Yeah, like I've memor- <laughs> I pretty much memorized that entire movie. You know, <laughs> so that like yeah, we were doing like at the theater. I couldn't believe how many of us were yelling out like lines. Yeah, you know, like even just in the in the darkness of the theater, the first we were all like, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. you killed it my brother, brother. <laughs> yeah oh man my, yeah that joint had the winky dinky dog uh, in it yeah i forgot black yeah. acting school yep it had uh sneaking, <laughs> sneaking in the movies which was uh, uh awesome great, uh, black ace Yep. Uh, yes. Detective. Yep. Um, like, um, Jerry Curl. Come on, Apple, yeah. Follow, follow, follow the drip. Follow the drip. Uh, yeah, that was my joint, yeah. man. I. Yeah, I, I fucking love that movie. I, I own it and uh I've I've watched it so many times. And 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 very poignant, very the message about like stereotyping, double standards for what like to this day it's still, still kind of the same with a lot of like yeah, you know and you, uh, you can apply it to any like ethnicity and, and whatnot, but right and gender and stuff. But this idea of like how Hollywood sees you and yeah. how it actually and like how life actually is and like that that moment when he like goes to get that one acting gig and he like gets the job but he knows he's gonna have to like basically you know uh disgrace his race to do it like yeah oh uh, it's like it's so hard breaking when he breaks character and then like the other actors are looking at him and shit oh so good what a great fucking movie yeah I- welled up i'll be honest i got a well in my eyes just filled up salty tears because again like not that um you know i can't relate too much but the jeff jam it felt like that's what they wanted me to be inauthentic you know just to go back to the beginning of our conversation Mm -hmm. here today i just felt like wow the authenticity and just standing up and being able to say like no i don't want to do that i'm going to make my own thing you know and uh and how they how i don't think in living color would even exist without that movie yeah right um, for sure man for man. sure he brought up man robert townsend is one of the most criminally underrated comedians not mm-hmm. just because of like you yeah. know he's funny or stand-up really but more because of how many artists he brought into the the game right he put everybody you know, on martin lawrence chris rock keenan ivory waynes uh Robin Harris. Oh, is in that movie. Yeah, and right. uh, uh, Robert Townsend used to do like these yearly specials on HBO, mm-hmm. and those yeah. specials would bring forward like all these comedians that were black that weren't getting shine in no other places, else. and uh, so many of those people went off to be somebody. You mm-hmm. know, like yeah. just what an amazing that's that dude's amazing, and just like just a cool ass dude that's like keeps his head down, makes good work. And uh, you never hear anything bad about that dude, man. Just uh, no. class act, man. I feel like we, I feel like we need 
that kind of voice to be back right now, like in the in the media, we need like more people like what you guys are doing and what we're trying to do. But we need it like in filmmakers and, you know, with comedies, I think, especially like we were saying at the beginning of the show, how we want we think that comedy, it's easier to digest a strong message if you make it comedic, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if there were more things going on, unfortunately, that movie is so still present in our fucking society. It's so still, mm-hmm. you know, it's gotten a little bit better, but it's still just horribly uh, the same, yep. you know? So I'll right. change it. Let's wrap this up, man, okay? All we're right. going to do... <laughs> we're gonna do uh, I'll, I'll let you choose we can either do guess the race or we can do baller alert uh you know I, and i'll let you pick Jess. which one? Oh, uh i've never done baller alert all right let's do baller ball alert. alert uh baller alert it is audience hey yo i'm looking for a five-star chick talking about Looks like she just stepped out of magazine. They fly and they fly and a blue fly wet and a head something fly like. Gotti here go 12 bar. Gucci man got nine car. We don't call them down no more. Oh, now we call them five star. Five star niggas. That's a five star click. That's a six for that five. That's that new M6. Hell, pimp, get a hell fix. Might even pay a rent. And the way she do it to me, best money I ever spent. I, I can't even lie. I'm so super high. Do not need her, will not keep her unless she is fly. Gucci man a thug B, your girl is a scrub. Since she love me, now she love you not. Now all my bitches love me. If you in Atlanta, call up Gucci girl and beat me. You can find a five-star hotel, you can meet me. Five-star bitch, just a five-star bitch. That's a five-star, that's a five-star. If your credits go high, females, they fly. Keep your juice box wet and your head something fine. And you a five-star, and you a five-star, and you a five-star all right here are your choices jess wood okay number one twitter tales a girl says future's friend pulled a gun on her Mm. number two groupie tales i linked up with snooty wild in dallas i've never heard of snooty wild me either sadate on the same account of you brother uh groupie tales my night with comedian Corey holcomb Number four, Groupie Tales Orlando Magic's Chris Duhon gave me the business that I will never forget. And lastly, Baller Mail, Titan rookie Dion Long was like the stove your mother told you not to touch. Which one would you like to 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 go into, Jess? Well, I have to go for the comedian. All right, Corey Holcomb. Corey Holcomb. Let's see what he is up to. You guys might know him from uh, he's on Black Jesus yes he's one of the voices on uh he's the voice of robert tubbs on uh the cleveland show and uh you might know a stand-up it's uh very uh misogynistic and funny uh, <laughs> 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 uh you feel it's, it's one of those ones where you kind of feel bad for laughing but i don't but it's funny as fuck to me i don't know what to tell you guys uh, <laughs> <laughs> funny is funny yeah right yeah uh nothing's wrong with it's funny is what i say but uh yeah man that i wonder i wonder if i can find a clip of him because i want y'all to hear it because i feel like it'll make the groupie tale better 
yeah, I don't think I've ever heard any of his stand up live. Uh, yeah, because, <laughs> oh my God, man. Like, uh, let me see if I can find a video of him. Um, uh, uh, all right, here it is. Uh, uh, I'm trying to see something about him talking about some women, though. All right, here's one of him talking about breaking up. All right. See what he's talking about on this joint. Oh, it's on Comedy Central. He was he had a Comedy Central present. Mm. No. What? Uh well, they got the clip on Comedy Central, but I don't I don't think I ever seen his um Comedy Central stand up, man. I have to look look into that. Uh, oh, uh, I love what I love what uh, El Brothers just put up about the joke about getting a woman pregnant, taking her amusement park and forcing her to ride the roller coasters until he loses the baby. Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Let's see if I can. Uh, why isn't the sound working on their website? Come on, Comedy Central, you guys got to do better than this. Let me see. Yeah, women that ain't no good. Okay. I don't want a good woman, man. A good woman brings my spirit down. <laughs> Everything I do is messed up whenever I'm with a good woman. You just getting in the house? Oh, here we go, here we go. Get you a girl that ain't no good, fellas. That way you got leverage in the argument. She'd be like, where you been? I'd be like, where you been? <laughs> you got here 10 minutes before I did. <laughs> Your motor was still clicking when I walked in the door. <laughs> I think it's a good thing, ladies, when you know a guy is no good in the beginning. I give you every warning. I'm that guy, you break up with me, I'll move across the street with that chick you don't like. I'm out there on the porch with her, like, hey. <laughs> I'm still in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Breaking up is not an easy thing to do for some people. I got breaking up down to science. I remember I wanted to get rid of this one girl. I just started peeing in the bed. <laughs> So, I started being in the bed. So, oh Lord! And by the and that's him at his cleanest. By the way, like I've seen him before with all the women would be bitches, and uh, like I said, still funny to me. Um, so, uh, oh, don't you think them big fine things are getting a little groupy loving too? We got a groupy tale in of comedian Corey Holcomb. You may know him from Wildin' Out and the Cleveland Show, Robert Tubbs, and Twitter because he follows everybody. Well, now you'll remember him from this tale. Disclaimer, groovy tales are submitted by our readers. We cannot confirm 100% accuracy of any story posted. <clears throat> I can't believe I'm writing this, or even telling this since I'm really not the type to do things such as this. I had the chance to see Corey Holcomb live at a comedy show. I was very turned on by his filthy mouth, especially since I'm so conservative and have been raised to be respectful. Okay. I was always fond of really aggressive and strong men. I was sold that I would get him very soon if I ever approached him. Fast forward to Florida. Oh, the home of ratchetness. Yes, it is. Florida? Yeah. Well, he had another show. Oh, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had another show, and I happened to be visiting my big sis. 
now does do you think she really just followed him to florida and yeah who knows do people, yes. Oh, yes so people do that that all comedy uh gripping space oh, okay man wow uh he had a show there and i made sure to dress sexy yet casual after his show uh was over hung around greeting fans and whatnot i had my best friend with me who was drunk off her ass and approached him i got nervous for some odd reason and apologized for her to which led us to wait to which led us to talking and exchanging numbers which later led us to meeting up that night pretty much fucked my brains out okay his dick is huge hung like a horse if i were to put him in a category it would be next to john sally and that's saying a lot did she fuck john sally too apparently so uh to be honest there was nothing i could do with that because it was a challenge and i'm damn sure not about to ride that thing no ma'am not me today i ended up trying to just out of curiosity which hurt but hurt but hurt good it was really a one time only but i made sure i sucked his before he left town again it's always those men who are very loud and vulgar that seem they either have something and can back it up or just overcompensating let's just say he's choice number one uh and then uh and they ended uh with 11 8 saying dear reader send in the john sally groupie tale though right uh here here are the comments she picked up on that too then yep right here are the comments ahab says who this man (laughs) oh no who this man Mm -hmm. (laughs) brazil says i don't know why but this made me giggle the whole time empowered woman aka spicy says yes i want to read about john sally Hmm, i didn't know women were into john sally neither choco says she was funny desiree says man doesn't sound like real like 95 percent of them all these tales had the same sort of language and word use and then uh terrell jones says 5150 nation i don't even know what that means but it's probably some hate terrell jones is the resident hater of the other website uh so that's it for this group tale play me out um god it's your boy yo Gotti. i do grade a shit i'm the realest nigga walking and with the remix and i'm still out here looking for a five-star chick when i catch her i'ma bless her with a five-star kid she a natural born hustler she chasing those suckers only mess a real nigga she never fuck the buckle so your cars and your jury that shit really don't excite her and you hating assholes at the club won't fight her she was born in the eighth went to school in dc got a job in dallas texas this she moved to Tennessee. If you ain't a five star shorty, go ahead and face it, face Louis, face Louis for the data, make a basic. All right, last thing, gotta talk about sword ratchetness, guys. I know I hate to talk about it as much as you guys hate to hear about it, but <laughs> we gotta keep crusading. That is the longest awkwardest sound effect on the show. Um, a man is accused of killing a dog with a sword. Oh, <sighs> a, a sword. Mm-hmm. 
a Yuba, a Yuba County man faces a felony animal cruelty charge after he allegedly killed his mother's small dog with a large sword. Killed his mama's dog. That's dirty. Ning. Was it unmasked? Was it what? Was it unmasked? Did he try to take the dog apart first? I don't know. It doesn't sound like it. Uh, Ning, Ning Yang, 22. <sighs> Guess the race. You know what I'm saying? Come on. It's Asian. It's Asian, ah. everybody. Uh, pleaded not guilty on Monday. He is in custody at a county jail at $11,000 bail. Deputies arrested Yang after he allegedly killed a small dog tied up in the front of his mother's house because he said he became angry with it when it was barking. He also allegedly killed a chicken with the same sword. Well, see, he just got sword happy. <laughs> Ah. I mean, could a chicken bark? Be honest. Oh, wait a minute. Just Wood. Your technique is weak. Let me tell yeah. you let me tell you something, Jess Wood. This is why yeah. we have this is why we have you on the show. Here's the last line of the story. Yang admitted he smoked meth prior to killing the dog. God damn you good, girl. Oh. <laughs> Usually they take like a VCR part or something like that and they try to put it back together and they get frustrated. Bang, bang, and they kill it. That, that was so, that was so, that was so good. I'm gonna give you the golf clap. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jess Wood. Yes. Jess Wood. She'll be here all week. Yeah, you guys should be listening. This is why you should be listening to the Ratchet Hatchet. Cause, uh, I don't even know how she called that right away, but I mean, I think I got a second into the, the article and she was like, was he on meth? And I was like, I don't know. It doesn't say he was on meth. Boom. He was on meth, y'all. He was definitely on meth. <laughs> um, yeah, get forward happy when you're on meth, folks. <laughs> 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 well, Jess Wood, as always, man, it's been a pleasure. Yes. Um, make sure you guys yes. check her out on Twitter. She's the Jess Wood. Um, mm-hmm she has her own podcast with josh homer uh the ratchet hatchet which is a very good show lots of fun um yeah so much fun and you know josh is uh on like he's like a very nice troll on twitter uh, i mean on facebook uh yeah like i like following josh but at the same time he always phrases stuff in a way that makes me want to get in there and argue with him which uh so I oh he be, wants that he wants right that. i have to be careful because I know that's what he wants. <laughs> I, can't, I can't fall for the trick. Yeah. yeah, like 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 with the Hulk Hogan thing come out, like Joshua put something up like, isn't it really the fault of the black men that allow Hulk Hogan to say the N-word? You're like, what? No, Josh, that's not. But that's what he wants. You have to be careful. Well, I, I, I had somebody tweet at me about how I like that you took 20 minutes to argue with Josh about the word droopy not be used for a pussy. And I was like, that's correct. <laughs> You will not use the word droopy about a pussy on my show. Hell no, fucker. Hell no. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, uh, getting sexy with Miss Jessie, man. Mm-hmm. Make sure you guys watch it. Uh, show it to your kids so that you don't, you know, maybe you don't want to have the awkward conversation without a little bit of humor thrown in there. You know, yep. a little bit of education thrown in there. You know, you can take your kid and be like hey man let's watch getting sexy with miss jesse and then we'll talk about it afterwards yep like it share it mm-hmm. and i'll make sure to put yeah. one in the uh show notes for everybody so you guys can click on it and share it on the facebook page and all that stuff man yes. so it's been a pleasure thank you guys no problem man thank you yes. uh adam code tbgwt um uh, and don't forget to get passengers from uh itunes mm-hmm. uh and we'll be back tomorrow um Yay. you know six o'clock probably 
uh and uh talk to y'all then until then love you we love you too Mwah.